Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. Surprise! Did you miss me, Andy? I sure missed you. I told you. We were gonna be friends to the end. And now, it's time to play. I got a new game, sport. It's called... Hide the soul, and guess what? You're it. From the Playland Fire in Sweet Home Chicago to a coming of rage in Hackenslash, New Jersey, we are Halloweenies. Happy Halloween, trick-or-treaters, dreamers, campers, suspects, deadites, and friends till the end. Going to just keep that list going on and on and on until I have a whole episode worth of names just to give you. Uh, Anyway, I'm your host, Michael Movies Rothman, and we're back with the first episode of 2023 for a season we're calling Season 6. Our original. Well, for those keeping count, six six six. I six six six. We should have called it that. God damn it! I should. The origin of Halloweenies. The origin of Halloweenies. That would have been good. Uh, But look, for those keeping count, this is the season that takes place after you guessed it. Season five. No, no fun punny titles in that one. It's just season five. And uh, there's no curse of five. Five. No, that's it. Just five. Anyway, speaking of five, this year believe it or not, marks five long years that we've been slicing and dicing through horror franchises, which means that this year marks the fifth anniversary of Halloween. So uh, perhaps we should uh, celebrate the fifth anniversary come October. We'll, We'll have to see. But look, we're no longer in Haddonfield. We are sticking around our neighborhood this year, at least to start it off. And for 2023, for season six, we're going to be dialing back to 1988 Chicago, we crawl our way through Don Mancini's Child's Play slash Chucky franchise, a nomenclature that we'll probably be debating, I would imagine, uh, in the ensuing year. As, as I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of too many other franchises where the name actually literally changed halfway through. Uh, anyway, that's not all. In 2023, we're also going to be globetrotting with Indiana Jones starting this March with our Patreon-exclusive spinoff series, Fortune and Glory which you can get by joining our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Pod. And what's more, we're going to be heading to New York City in March for Scream 6 and returning to the woods via a Los Angeles apartment building. I believe it's Los Angeles. Correct me if I'm wrong. As we finally, after much deliberation and after countless speculation, we get Evil Dead Rise. But today, we're going to talk about all of that. Chucky, Indie, Ghostface, Deadites, and because we're gluttons for punishment, at least when it comes to recording, we're going to share 10 more horror movies <laughs> we can't wait 
to see beyond the doll, beyond the whip, beyond the blade, beyond the book. But before we do that, I've got my team of horror archaeologists like that to introduce. Justin, please say hello and tell us if you're most excited for the doll, the whip, the blade, the book, or beyond. Hi, this is Justin Gerber. I don't have a nickname yet. I feel like I'm going to wait for the nickname until we do our Child's Play episode later this yeah. month. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm, look, look, not to be diplomatic, but I'm looking forward to it all. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, I actually started to do a little research on, on Child's Play. And once again, when you start reading these oral histories and behind the scenes, it's like, oh, podcast gold, because there's a lot to discuss about the making, especially of that first movie. I cannot wait to talk about it later this month. I've got three little notes here. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking about like, how do we advertise this as season six. We could steal from Scream 6, because if you capitalize all the letters in Halloweenies, mm-hmm. you could highlight the, the last two strokes of the N, and then the I for the end of the VI, and that would be like six in Roman numerals, Ooh, like the Scream. That would be interesting. Oh, nice. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Do that. Let's spitball live on, on, on podcast. And then the S will be like a snake, and then the H will be like a ladder to hell, and we just make every... <laughs> Yeah, Every letter is interesting. And then, and then Chucky, uh, Chucky off to the left with a word bubble saying, can you believe this shit? <laughs> no, no, you said Chucky's face popping out of the O or something like that. Okay, second, I want to make sure everybody's aware because we did announce the Fortune and Glory uh, Patreon exclusive. We don't want people to subscribe thinking that they're going to be hearing about the box office take domestic and worldwide for Edwards Wick's um, Civil War film. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, we're not going to be doing that. We're going to be specifically talking about Indiana Jones, the Lucasfilm franchise that is now a part of the Disney family, which, you know, yeah. Again, we don't want to talk about the movie Glory and the fortune it made at the box office. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the Indiana Jones movies only. That's right. I get uh, Edward Zwick and Joel Zwick, who directed a lot of Full House episodes, confused. I think he's related, right? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, Are they? They they might be. I mean, he directed um, My Big Fat Greek Greek Wedding, Fat Albert. I bet you they are. They have to be related. Are you looking this up now, Caffrey? You want to find out? I'm just on Wikipedia. Uh, all right, all right. We're, anyway, keep going. Anyway, anyway, I'll, I'll, what's your uh, third point? What's your third point, Justo? <laughs> oh, um, when you say the the names at the very beginning now, like Deadites and everything else, yeah. I think about and this. I think the crossover is one hundred percent here. Uh, Joseph of the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, when he sings the song and just starts singing all the colors of the robe. Yeah, and that's what it reminds me of now. I look handsome. We have a long robe. Smart. <laughs> I'm a walking work of art. I was watch out, Caffrey. We might get sued. So yeah, let's they see. might like, take this down if you kept singing a few more bars. I know. Uh, they, you it know, was the, red and, and blue. Those search and engines are strong, and, 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 and we have to be vigilant. So. <laughs> Look. I was in uh, I was in that my junior year a hundred person cast uh, strong uh, my sister is oh, it my dad Christ. was in it it was the uh, the tenth anniversary show oh, of my high school I didn't play Joseph my friend John Harris did but I did play oh Levi. John did a great job <laughs> he, he was great <laughs> I played uh, I played the, uh, Levi the brother who sings oh. uh, one more angel in heaven which is the country western song and I, it was mm. a fan favorite I did um, oh, do you have sews, any photos of this and he sews the gene patch. On the coat, right? <laughs> we need to we need to get photos of this, Dan. <laughs> and flannel and 
and flannel and denim and cotton and wool and and straight and straight fit and waistline. I want to say on one of my first dates, I was forced to watch Joseph in the Technical Area Dreamcoat, and I remember thinking, I want to. I picture that like, how are you forced to watch it? Oh, it was there's a DVD. Yeah, the Johnny Osmond one. Yeah, yeah, Dio. Yeah, not fun. I because I don't like musicals beyond like Willy Wonka and West Side Story. And uh, what's the what if you said like, like? Pippin, something random? Like, I know, Pippin, I was, of I was like, yeah, well, that's a great musical. Yeah, well, I do love West Side Story. Yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah, and, and, and Willy Wonka, great stuff. But, um, okay, fucking Officer Look, Krupke over here. Well, you're a, a, a regular Justo Gerbo, and you've introduced yourself, and now it's time to introduce. Well, let's, wait a second, I don't see any werewolves in our future, and we certainly aren't covering them in Indiana Jones, at least, at least what we know from the Dial of Destiny. But the good news is. We've got a Wolfman ourselves, so Happy New Year, Wolfman, and I think I know the answer to this already, but please let us know. The doll, the whip, the blade, the book, or beyond, what are you choosing? And choose wisely. Oh, well, this is this is Wolfman Mac, but replace the A with a three, because I'm choosing a different doll. I'm, I'm going for Megan. That's right. Oh. I'm excited for Megan to come out this Friday. <laughs> Sitting pretty at a 70, 72 or 73 on Metacritic. Really? No, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. 15 reviews. I'm going to dance Mostly my way into the wall uh, and bludgeon myself <laughs> exactly. because the, the internet. Well, you uh, know, I, we I, have to, we have to cover it to some extent, right? It's another killer doll in mm. the season of dolls, right? Mm. But uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point. Um, but no, I am, I am, look, I love Child's Play. I'm, we were all very excited when we just, when we threw down the, the gauntlet on that front, but, uh, it's got to be Fortune and Glory. It's oh, got to yeah. be Indiana Jones. I mean, <laughs> Mike and I won't stop talking about this stupid <laughs> it, franchise. Don't go and too I say deep stupid on this lovingly because I am throwing you the floor in a little bit to go all in on Indy oh. to kind of tease us up a little bit. But um, okay, because I don't want to well, spoil. Yeah, I, know I, we... I won't. I won't go further with it right now. But yeah, I'm, I'm most. I'm definitely looking forward to that in this season. Yeah, but I got to say, I mean, I'm kind of with Justin. Like just running through that list. Equally excited about the movie drops and the season. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is uh, this is the most exciting season we've had, and I'm not going to answer that because every time I say that, I <laughs> I, 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 I eat crow. Uh, but like I said, that we're going to be covering or at least staying in Chicago this year for Child's Play. But my favorite entry in this franchise. Um, and I guess that's spoiling my my picks later on. But my one of my favorite entries beyond the original takes place around our next co-host whereabouts. Caffrey, mm. please tell us what you're searching for in the year of our Lord 2023. Is it the doll? Is it the whip? Is it the blade? Is it the book? Or is it beyond? This is Dan. Despite a popular misconception... Joel's wick is not related to fellow teammate Edward's wick. <laughs> Caffrey, just that is oh actually on Wikipedia. It's the last sentence of his. Wait, so is that going to be your entry. name all season? Oh, oh God, I, I, you I have to do it. Say. Run with it. Run with <laughs> it. Oh, my Dan. God. All right. Hey, we love a good running gag on this podcast, and so do the listeners. So why why not? Uh, we'll see if I remember it next time around. Uh, it's the doll, baby. I'm a chucklehead. Yeah, of course. Uh, as you know, I'm not as not as into indie as everyone else in the podcast, which is totally Ooh. fine. I'll still see it. I'll you know. I'm glad it's coming out for everyone. But uh, yeah, I, I've, Chucky has just shot up to being one of my favorite franchises with the television show this year. I I, I just I can't think of another comparison like it. I love everything is bound together. I'm more excited about 
a new child's play installment. I write in this case, the TV show than I have been ever probably. Well, like, mm. I mean, I've always liked child's play, but I didn't think I was going to become such a diehard fan of it. And it's all because of the TV show. So really excited about it for this year. You've never heard of the chucklehead reference before. I like that though. That's, uh... I, I've, I've heard chuckle. I remember chucklehead because in Sesame street presents follow that bird. Dave Thomas called <laughs> Dave Thomas and Joe Flaherty from SCTV. Yeah. CTV are in it. They're the villains. And John Flair, Joe Flaherty is kind of the, I guess the uh, dopier one. And that's the jackass guy from Happy Gilmore, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, right. I love him. Oh, God. Um, and Dave Thomas calls him a, a chucklehead. They get pulled over by another SCTV alumni, John Candy, as a cop. And Joe Flaherty starts crying. He's like, stop it, you chucklehead. So I just thought that but insult that, was But that fun. predates Chucky. So what do they say? What do they mean then? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, <laughs> well, the producer of Chucky, of Child's Play, did do uh, children's programs. So maybe they ran the same circles. Oh, that could be it. And Ken Quapas directed Follow That Bird. He did a lot of Office episodes, which I don't think has any uh, John's play. He also did the Abominable. What's that movie with uh, John Krasinski, Mandy Moore, and Robin Williams? I think he directed that. Oh, man. License to Uh, Wed? That movie sucks. Like, that's one of the worst (laughs) movies I've ever seen. And, uh, well, anyway. Well, we're going to keep it positive, though. Yeah, Yeah, we'll keep it positive. (laughs) Um, But here's the thing I I think this is a good seg, Caffrey, and I saved you for last because, you know, let's talk about Chucky first. And, you know, Hmm. Why did we opt for good guys in this good year of 2023, you ask listeners? Well, because we teased something else before. Originally, we were thinking about doing Alien and Predator. And we thought to ourselves, well, it's going to be a lot because we're also going to be doing Indiana (laughs) Jones. And uh, I I started getting anxiety. And then Caffrey on text threads kept talking about Chucky. And um, I think we threw out there was like, well, why don't we... You know, Indiana Indiana Jones really isn't in the Q zone for Caffrey, so maybe we get Throw Chucky. A bone. Like, like <laughs> we get Chucky in there, and we could, you know, it might be a little easier for us because, look, when you think about the Alien franchise alone, you're talking Ridley Scott, James Cameron, David Fincher. I, I mean, it, it's it, the list goes on, and and there's so much history tied to every one of those filmmakers. So I, I literally started getting heart, heart palpitations, like I was in Sanford and Son, because the idea of us doing that on top of doing the 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 Reynolds and the top of doing the you know Indiana the Fortune of Glory, it seemed like a lot. Yeah. So I feel like you guys all agreed with that, right? It was like, uh, yeah. Once we decided to definitely do Indy, <laughs> yeah. which we knew was going to take up a lot, half basically half the Patreon season, then I was like, oh, that's because. Well, we'll save what our possible plans would be for that for another episode. But uh, yeah, it, it made more sense to do this. And, you know, this is also going to be our longest. This will be our longest entry of, of actual proper movies since season three. Right. Friday. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Chucky just feels in the zeitgeist right now, too. Not that. Hey, look, not that we're trend chasers, but I feel like everyone got really excited about talking about Child's Play mm-hmm. and Chucky this year. Kind of quickly, well, too. I so. mean, you know, watching the watching the show this year. Uh, or catching up to the show, I, I still got to watch season two. It it speaks for itself. Like it, it's really good, and you know, I, I think that's that's a reason that it's kind of coming back in a strong way. And I think it just felt really natural to walk into that. Whereas our other idea was really ambitious, and I think that that will lend itself in the future for sure, probably. But it was really ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> we had like 15 different way breakdowns of how to tackle that season, and they were all a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a lot of work. So, uh, which we're not opposed to doing for you folks. But no, um, well, I mean, this that, is going to be. The problem. I, I think this will just be a much more 
fun and a season where we're not all um, at the end of our rope. <laughs> yeah. In fa- well, we are going to be at some rope because we got a whip. That's and right. And he does swing on a rope. And I, and I think there's got to be at some point in child's play, uh, Chucky swings on a rope probably, you know, in, in some reference to another movie. Here's a question, though. I was thinking about this. Is this really the last essential movie maniac when it comes to horror for us when it, it, it I, I mean we obviously there's pinhead and leatherface but we've already kind of established that we're not going to do those ever <laughs> oh come on come on uh, billy i don't know jigsaw <laughs> probably not right but i i just I trying to say i threw that out there at some at one point <laughs> we've talked about this before i think that just eventually because we are doing commentaries for every texas chance massacre every year everything's good eventually you will have all of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre commentaries, so we can mm-hmm. just tout that as something. Yeah, and we do. We go off on tangents, but we we do discuss the movies as we're watching them as well. You know, we're not just like saying, "Oh, this is dumb." Or we talk about the the mm-hmm. movies a lot. And I think it'll possibly be the same thing with Saw. But I mean, listen, mm-hmm. I'm not, maybe I'm stepping on something here. We might be talking about a certain Saw movie later on in this well, episode. There, we will, although we yeah. have covered Saw before. So if you want to get Saw, yeah. again, www.patreon.com slash Halloweeniespod. <laughs> you have two choices. Uh, to, you can choose, choose, your, choose your destiny, but you'll find Saw in there. When you said you're, uh, you're, we're at the, end of the movie Maniacs, okay, we got to the end of them. That means we're like in the phase of movie Maniacs where they had to start doing Shaft, the remake <laughs> yeah. of Shaft. Exactly. And, uh, Snake Plissken, who I love. Yep. He's a cool yep. figure. Not really a movie Maniac, I would say, but yeah. And it was like the Escape from LA one. They didn't even do the Escape from New York yeah, one. Yeah, they never really had the right. The posters were always weird. Like it was clearly like just Snake or clearly just Jason, but it would always be the poster for Jason Goes to Hell or Escape from LA because I think they just didn't have the, the rights to those early films. Well, I'll tell you what, I make a lot of fun of, of Mr. Zombie on this podcast, but I will say I do think that his Escape from LA song is a lot of fun. He says escape from LA. He literally says it. Yeah, it actually but you know what? Sounds great. It's how many song. times how many times do you think uh Henry Fonda rolled in his grave when he saw that his son the late Peter Fonda was uh in uh, Escape from LA and as a cameo? <laughs> I think he was too busy internal self internalizing his own hatred towards himself. <laughs> oh, based on the base of the literature I've read. Oh wow. I, don't know. Uh, I mean he he surfs in that movie. That's Pretty cool for a guy his age, you know. Um, Look at my son surfing. He's an easy rider. <laughs> to be fair, I have not rewatched Escape from L.A., I think, since I saw it in theaters. I, Bail. Even Carpenter himself has said, no, like, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's like a better movie than New York. I don't know why people hate on you it. You say that in 1997? No, I think he said it, like, recently, and, I, and other people have said that all online. Right, listen, like, uh, this is like, I, that's I, been a few know, years. Worst Rothman, take of all time. We got Rothman, we got to get him back on the, on the, on the horn. Who said this? Carpenter, Carpenter, apparently. Oh, yeah, no, he's so full of shit when he says that. There's no fucking way. Let's get Dan on the episode with Carpenter, and I I want you to say, hey, you said, and Dan Carpenter said, (laughs) you said, and pitch you up against each other. It's great. I I can't piss him off because I know nothing about basketball to fall back on. I'll give you some things about Cyrano de Bergiac, Cyrano de Basketball. I'll just give you some facts off the side. He'll just be texting Justin on the interview, like, oh, so. <laughs> Justin's in the room with Dan, just just off to the right in the Zoom, just a whispering bit basketball. Just be like, I can't believe James Wiseman flamed out. And then be like, <laughs> I could talk about, uh, you know, I know Malice at the Palace. I know a lot about that. I, uh, I know it's like the most shameful event in basketball history. I could talk Uncut Gems. Yeah, I know a little bit about. Yeah, Kevin you could. Yeah, you could yeah, be like yeah. Kevin sure Garnett. What'd you think about yeah. that? <laughs> Hasn't played. In, I think like maybe uh, almost ten years now. You're correct about that. Well, when we talk about Chucky, though. 
as I mentioned, there is child's play <laughs> in Chucky. I gotta go back somehow. Transition. Otherwise, we're never gonna get through this you fucking said, episode. You know who the round man, the rebound was Sir Charles. Oh, Chuckster. Sir Charles Barkley, the Chuckster himself. Uh, yeah, was Chuck there ever himself. a point in like maybe like a Halloween NBA game during the '90s when like they all dressed up and like maybe yeah, sure, like Charles definitely. Fr- they used to do every Halloween. <laughs> if, if they played on Halloween, they would they would all wear. Well, it's like you know, like the musicians, costumes. like like Paramore when they played on Halloween, they she dressed up as Chucky. Actually, maybe like mm-hmm. you know during the you know October of '94 or '93, mm-hmm. and like you know it's the Bulls in in uh, in, in the Suns. <laughs> He's well, like, and, and, Charles, and Charles is like, I got, I got to represent Justin Whalen from Shouts Play Three this year. I thought he was gonna say, I'm, I'm Charles. He's like, I'm Charles Barkley Ray. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> Oh, that's a meme coming at you. That is a meme coming at you. Charles Barkley had quite the temper, so he would have been a great. You think you can fuck with me? You I mean, that sounds like something he would say. <laughs> oh, you fucking coward! I like, I like when he has the deep guttural, like, uh, <laughs> it, it sounds like it's distant, but it's also. Somebody fun. help me, please, God! Uh, we're gonna, listen, listen, we're going to talk is, a lot about the Charles Lee Ray and Brad Dourif and Chucky, but I swear to God, every movie, TV show, I don't care how bad the movie or TV episode is, or good it is, if there is a scene of Chucky just screaming, I will always start laughing. And oh, it's absolutely. A good thing. It's a good thing, though. It's a Even good in thing. the first one when it's scary. Oh, it's I mean, so, it's ridiculous. I know. It's so... Oh, yeah. God, it goes the, so the, hard. the energy. It's so funny. Well, that's a good segue to the question I was trying to get 30 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> what era of Child's Play slash Chucky are you most excited to explore? I mean, there's the trilogy. There's the, the, the Brad of Chucky trilogy, I would say. There's the sort of latter, almost like cult curse Chucky. There's the... Obviously, the Chucky series, mm. which I think is a little more closely aligned to the the cult series. Mm. Where are you, Caffrey, most excited to to explore and dig in? I think the series, just because it binds, without spoiling too much, it binds everything together. And also, I almost said the cult and uh, curse era, which I like both those movies, but I almost felt like that was Don Mancini having to prove himself again because they feel mm. really oh, low yeah. budget, you know, the way they look. And so I, I felt like Chucky, the show, was finally... I guess sci-fi or whoever going, okay, like let's just let him turn this up to 11. And I think he does it so well. And, uh, and honestly, I feel like because we've sort of in, not inadvertently, but tangentially talked about a lot of the other eras just between our commentaries and they've come up a lot, but we haven't really talked much about the show. Also because I, not all of us are caught up in it and we don't want to spoil things cause it's still pretty modern. So that's what I'm, and Hey, I, a lot of New Jersey connections for that I'm excited about too, which I'll well, see that's, through the that's what I was getting at earlier a little bit. I mean, I know you're not you're not technically in New Jersey right now, though, right? Like, I know no, you're no, kind of no. like I on mean, the cusp, right? I could right? get there in 20 minutes, but yeah, okay. no, I'm not in New Jersey okay. right now. Yeah, I can so, slash New Jersey. Yeah, I was gonna say how how far is Hackensack from you? Hackensack's not far, probably 35 minutes or so. Oh, okay, but the Burlington. I mean, I'm actually uh, Saturday. I'm going to South Jersey to see my grandmother. My dad grew up in Burlington County. That's where my grandparents lived for a long time, um, and that's near where she's in the. Uh, Long Beach Island, which is, is she, it, like the next county over. Is she a chucklehead? Uh, I don't Gotta know if see. she's ever watched Chucky. I told her about it last time I was. I saw her a couple weeks <laughs> of ago. Of course you like, did. No, I was like, oh, oh Dram. I call her Dram. I was like, Dram, uh, I'm watching this. You know that show? She knew what Chucky was. I was like, you know that show about the killer doll? And she's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, he, the killer who possessed that doll grew up in Burlington, uh, where 
where her boys were raised. Isn't I'm me, sure she's like, oh, me to how cut proud. anybody off and get on a side tangent. But isn't DRAM all caps like a, a God damn artist? it, you motherfucker. Yeah, I was literally going to make music. Uh, right? I'm like, okay. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, did you talk to DRAM about uh, her breakout <laughs> well, single, Broccoli, <laughs> featuring Little Yachty? I love Broccoli. In the middle of the pot. I said it. I, I don't I believe said, any uh, of this is real what you're talking about. I don't believe that there's a song oh, called Broccoli. I don't believe it. DRAM, I think is how you pronounce it. DRAM featuring Little Yachty. And he actually... That, that person's real. He got rid of his name for one album. It was he was FKA Dra- Shelly because his real name Shelly Shelly FKA Drum. FKA and now he's back. He just has a new album out. Now he's back to Drum, which I think is is. I think we're good. all sleeping no, better. If it's not Shelly from Friday Three, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, speaking of Friday Three, released in the eighties, Mac, mm. are you an eighties Chucky head or chucklehead, or are you more of a nineties or maybe a latter era? You know, I you know I love the first two films um, wholeheartedly, uh, and I've revisited those many times. I'm really excited about the season because three through cult, right? Cult after curse, right? I have not watched more than once, maybe, and which is not to say I didn't enjoy them. I really liked Curse and Cult. I really enjoyed Bride. I think I just never, I didn't watch Sun until the, I knew the series was coming out. I went back and started kind of watching, or no, I didn't watch Sun until Colt and Curse were coming out. So it's a series that I'm not entrenched in. You know, I don't know a ton about it, which is why I'm really excited because I feel like there's going to be so much to discover. It really does feel like the, the discovery process for this one is going to be like a really fun time. Big time. It's not like Friday the 13th or Nightmare where, you know, when we're covering some of the original films or you have, uh, you know, never sleep again. You have these do- these documentaries that go so deep, and I've seen those, and I watched them, and I love them. And then we did our show, and it felt it was it was it was great. And I think we all brought something to it. But this is going to be like a real discovery. So I feel like it's going to be a really interesting, fun season to discover alongside the folks listening. I'm mostly looking forward, I guess, to digging up stuff about the the original film. Like Justin said, it's getting really interesting. And because uh, I don't know that story at all, you know, as as much as I love the first two films, I don't know the background of how the, either of those movies got made or any of the behind the scenes stuff. So it'll be really, really interesting. It'll be fun. Justo, what about you? I, I mean, mean, you yeah, like I said, f- from a research level, I just think that especially the first episode. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. You know, I, I think if you look at it as the first trilogy, then Bride and Seed is its own thing. And then Curse Cult in the TV series. It's tough. I'm looking forward to all three in, in different ways. I hate to keep being diplomatic, but I'm being sincere right now. I think of, of everything, I'm just kind of looking forward to watching uh, Seed again and Cult again because I've only seen those two once a piece. Yeah. I've seen Curse a few times now. And I've seen Brad. I think I saw Brad Chucky at least two times in theaters. And. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to this season. This is another season where m- most of the movies are good. This is not a case of, oh, wow, these first, this first one's good. Now, you know, six of the next eight are going to be shitty. Exactly. You know, it's just not the case here. And I watched Shaw's Play 3 for the first time, and God knows how long, the other day. And while it's not great, once again, there's a lot to talk about. Yep. And more importantly, these are always the episodes I love. There's a lot to talk about. And it's not like people are talking about Shaw's Play 3 all the time. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah, always yeah. a fresh thing for me when we're talking about these less celebrated, whether it's deserved or not, entries. So yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking, for, well, I'm looking forward to it all. I love it all, as, as our great former president once said about the Bible. 
Yeah, and uh, <laughs> same thing with his. Uh, didn't the Joker? I believe said that in 1989's Batman, didn't he? Uh, I love it all. It, anyway, oh, there's I like a. It all. Um, <laughs> I that that quote. I like it all. It was also said. I'm not going to say what it is. It's just a former a celebrity who's no longer with us said it about something that ended up killing him, and it makes me very sad. So I'm not going to. We're talking about the dead, so let's talk about the Evil Dead because, as I said earlier, <laughs> we're also going yeah. to be circling back to uh, a couple of familiar franchises this year. We got uh, new entries for Evil Dead, which we were supposed to get last year, as we dedicated an entire fucking season to it. Uh, <laughs> but we're getting it this year, so can't complain. But you know what? Yeah, it led up to this year. It led up to this year. this year, and in theaters. So and in theaters. So hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then we're also going to get a new scream, but. Mm. Although Scream comes out before Evil Dead Rise, today, because the world revolves around the Halloweenies, we got a trailer for Evil Dead Rise. We didn't get it last year when we you know, were literally researching everything about the franchise, but we did get it today. And fortunately, we were recording only hours after it. So we can kind of talk about it. And, you know, last year, yeah, sure. We would have done a whole breaking down the first trailer of Evil Dead Rise. And we would have gone through every fucking screenshot and sawed through everything and been like, what do you think about the mother flipping her head down, upside down, blah, 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 here? We're not doing that. Instead, we're just going to offer our initial thoughts. And, uh, and if you have a problem with that, then I, I, I implore you. To just uh, tag the Evil Dead Twitter account and just go, hey, hey this uh, why didn't we get it last year? We could have gotten a full breakdown. Anyway, we're still <laughs> talking about it. So something tells me we'll still be talking about this movie when it comes oh, out. We are going to be talking <laughs> about this when it comes episode. out. We're going to do yeah, a full episode. Yeah. We are going to do a full episode. So I will say that. But Justo, initial thoughts on the Evil Dead Rise trailer. Did you watch it, though? I watched it, I think, right when it came out on my phone. At, uh, during my lunch hour at work. Oh, just and like Lee, Lee Cronin wanted you to. Um, well, but then more importantly, though, I watched it uh, just before I ate dinner on, on my big TV, on my YouTube app, on my television set. Very cool. And a uh, couple of notes I, th- I thought, well, one, down to like the logo and the color scheme, this actually does feel, and this is not negative at all, uh, closer to Freddy Alvarez's Evil Dead. Oh, easily, yeah. But I don't think it's a bad thing at all. No. And I was, as I was watching it, I realized, oh, I'm actually happy that they're not trying to go back to that hyper-specific Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell humor because mm-hmm. it really, especially going over those movies again, you're doomed to fail if you yeah. try to replicate that. I do feel that. Mm. Two, I mean, it looks as viscerally nasty as that Fede Alvarez version, which is something that I hope they really lean into. I know we, I think we watched the Red Band trailer. You know, did, so, yeah, I did too. Um, but th- I, I think it looks... I don't know. I don't think it looks bad by any means. It's just kind of like, okay, well, now we know the tone. Mm. And now let's see if it's if it grosses us out, if it's scary. And we'll, I guess we'll all find out in about three months. You know, Nothing really surprised me either way, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing, I, I, I guess. I would say I was yeah. surprised a little bit. Yeah? Why so, man? Well, there's a couple of things in the trailer that if if this is supposed to be part of the Ash Evil Dead universe... I was a little confused at some of the redressing of certain things. Now, it's I laugh when I say that because the Book of the Dead looks different in every single movie. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So I kind I so I give that a pass, and I like the look of it. I like it how it kind of has teeth, like you know when it closes, the book closes, it's kind of got like a teeth on the side, like sharp teeth. I I was curious what your guys' thoughts were about the. The like triangular cabin was very like yeah 
hereditary, like, or not hereditary, but you know, there's some are. Yeah. Yeah. But my thought with, with that was like, maybe, maybe someone built like a, a, a summer cottage kind of thing on the grounds of where the old cabin used to be or something. You know what I mean? Like, or something to that effect, because I'm, I'm I'm wondering where they find the book or what the significance of those scenes are. How much of what we saw is a dream? That's what I think really happened. I don't know. How much? But of that a seems like a big set piece because yeah, it seems like a set piece because they keep going back to that they a do. lot in the trailer. Uh, but I will say the only thing in the trailer that yeah, I, there was some of those staple Raimi cam shots. Uh, but it, but so that felt good, you know. I um. I guess if it's supposed to be in that same universe, I'm I'm a little confused as to why it looks a lot different in terms of like the deadites and stuff like that. Now maybe we're only seeing we're only seeing like a two minute trailer, but I'm, I'm kind of confused about that. I think this is another case of just like a, a legacy re- requel remake type situation. I don't think it's supposed to be Evil Dead Four by any means. But didn't I thought that they did say that and lean into that and even posit that like. Well, I mean, like the book is characters there. were going to maybe be well, no, this, no, this no, is, no, no, this no. is the franchise that like makes us all feel like we're Ash, where we can never figure out what the fuck happened, and we all say yeah. the same, the, the wrong things. Like I was thinking the same thing, Mac, because I was before I was when I was doing research for this episode, I was like, wait a second, we literally just dedicated a whole entire fucking season to this. Like, why <laughs> we talked about the movie, the new movie every every episode. And in my head, I did think it was the same thing as what you were saying, where it's like it was more specifically keyed into this original franchise and not, as they've been saying, a, a sequel to what happened with Fede Alvarez. And now I, I do wonder if it is just a, well, same thing as the Fede Alvarez thing where they're like, well, it is tied to the original franchise, but it's kind of not tied to the original franchise. So I, I, I don't I, I think I the argument an was it's not a sequel to Fede Alvarez's movie. The Book of the Dead is still involved and there's still Deadites that, as far as I was aware from the research that we did, that that was it. I, I was never like, I oh, maybe thought, Ash is going to show up or something. Like am that. I losing my mind? But I thought we talked about there was some news that Pablo in some way, shape, or form was supposed to be possibly no. in, no, in no, the no, beginning was, or the very end. Or was no. that just kicked around? Okay, It was kicked around, well, yeah. Well, again, this... He was franchise game, has changed. Mm-hmm. This franchise has changed so much every single time that I don't mind if it's a mishmash of the Fede Alvarez and the original Evil Dead, as long as they do their own thing with it. And it kind of looks like that. I The thing that I kind of really loved and 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 was like, oh, that's going to buy that when it comes out, <laughs> is the <laughs> the Book of the Dead vinyl. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. I, that was very like Lords of Salem, but I was I was also kind of like, I don't know what's going on like with this version. And I like that. There's a lot of things in there that kind of threw me off, but great because now i'm really invested and interested in what we're going to get yeah so this is what all right this is the quote from bruce campbell and this is uh i'm pulling from uh our home our home bloody disgusting uh yes yes you can go there right now and this is an article that was written a year ago uh so july of 2021 so a lot has changed since then but speaking with entertainment weekly campbell teases that Evil Dead Rise, which will not feature his character Ash Williams, sorry, is a book-centric, quote, Evil Dead, suggesting that the only real connection to the stories we know and love is the Necronomicon. Campbell explains, people can call it 
people can actually call it what they want. Sequel, remake, reimagining. It really yeah. is just another Evil Dead movie. It's book-centric. It's all about the Necronomicon. Where does this book wind up and what happens to it over the millennia? In this case, it's set in the city. It's no more Cabin in the Woods. It's entirely different, unsuspecting heroines who are going to save the day. It's filming now in New Zealand. With, or we don't need to have that, any of that shit. But I swear to God... I could have sworn, like you're saying, Mac, that there was another quote that said it was like supposed yeah. to be tied to it. And that's why we were theorizing these things that you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering I if you're mixing up news about the video game and people being no, added to the video no, game. It, no, it was no, definitely no, no. not that. No. It, it, was, it was the idea that like, the, I think we, we were theorizing on the podcast because of the fact that it was going to be a sequential uh, sequel that was taking place within the, the universe but i again it's probably here's the thing it probably is the fact that it is just going to be like 2013's evil dead Freddy alvarez is evil dead and that it is like what they're just saying it is spiritually aligned with the other franchise and i'm and what i'm thinking now what that might be happening is that this might be a way a university of horror so to speak where young horror filmmakers can come in and do what Raimi did in the early 80s and make their own sort of imprint on this franchise that gives them a yeah. stamp, which could be the way they do this. That could be the way they look at it. I mean, because if you think about it, it's fucking wild to think it. It's, this will be the 10th anniversary of Evil Dead 2013. So mm-hmm. it's been 10 years. So if you want to look at yeah. it that way, it could be that. I mean, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, there was only one part of the trailer that I thought didn't work. And I thought it was pl- it, it, the gimmick is laid out and i'm yelling to all horror people out there body contortions that last scene doesn't oh, do it the for bathtub? me i was like it just doesn't do it for me i was like all all you needed was that line where she says mommy's with the maggots now and then cut evil dead or something like that. or have her jump like... out of the tub i don't know but that body contortion thing i just i'm like it's just not, it doesn't do it. It's been done in every single, it was played out in the fucking exorcism of Emily Rose, okay? Mm-hmm. And when the hell did that come out? So, I like oh uh, the Suspiria remake, but they do it in Stranger Things. They, yeah, but the Suspiria remake old, is, done it, yeah. it's, cr- it's done in a way that is really, really good. Well, she's <laughs> and an they, and it's, and it's too, only so done it's once. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. It's, it's, it's poignant, but. Well, Kaffir, what did you think about uh, the trailer? Yeah, I mean, everything you guys are saying, I, I thought it was seen much more in the tone of the remake, which I'm totally fine with. And I'm also, I actually feel this way about a lot of the movies we're going to discuss. I feel like we've actually gotten, I don't know if it's because of Barbarian or what, but we've gotten pretty good with horror movies, not spoiling too much in the trailers at this yeah. point, yeah. which I can't say for a lot of other films. And I, I'm enjoying that. I mean, I've been, I feel like all the really good horror films that I've seen the past year or so I've been able to go into them knowing nothing, even something like Pearl, which I knew what the setup was. Obviously I didn't know anything about it because I thought the trailer did a really good job of just staying impressionistic and so- showing some surreal touches. Like I'm fine being a little confused. Cause I had those same thoughts. I'm like, okay, what is it? Is it part of this remake? Is that we still haven't really confirmed if the remake is part of the series or not? I don't know if it's going to answer that or not. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I thought it looked really gnarly and, freaky and yeah i'm super excited for it the one thing i'm really stoked about is that it doesn't feel so it doesn't scream demons too and that was my worry yeah. when i was looking yeah, at a lot of the one yeah, shot. Right. Yeah. i was looking at yeah. a lot of the screenshots and stuff that was coming out and i was like oh my god like even the one with like you know what i think will probably end up being the iconic shot of this movie is arguably the iconic shot of demons too, which is the, you know, the demon with the, the eyes looking through the, you know, the right into the camera. And in this case, it's the keyhole. 
I, I, I love the shot here. And I think that it works in the sense that it's of the, of the situation in which it's the kids. I love the family, family dynamic. I think it's really smart. I think it's something mm-hmm. that we haven't seen in this. The mother, at least the, the parent child. Yeah. We've seen siblings, dynamic. but not. Yeah. 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 But I mean, in terms of like, yeah, the, 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 exa- the existing family and stuff like that, which is kind of, in- I don't know. It'll be kind of cool to see how, uh, how that plays out. And also, as I've seen a lot of people note on Twitter, I think that there's something going on with the building too. So I think that we're going to probably see, we haven't seen anything in the trailer of just like what's going on with the rest of the people living there. That's right. And so I'm really excited to see how that plays out. Yeah. I I think that's why I was, I kind of leaned into the trailer more this with this full trailer was that it did seem family centric and that it didn't seem like the rest of the building was affected because then it would really feel like demons too. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I know. Well, that's my, so I'm kind of like, I mean, there's ways to do it and separate it. I mean, look, a lot of horror takes place in a building, you know, yeah. uh, it's just ways to make it its own thing. But like Justin said to me earlier today, he said a lot of room for improvement of demons too, as well. I mean, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And it's, I, not, it's a really it's fun not, movie, no but I, I, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. demons. So it's just the, con- the conceit of it being in the, this apartment building with a lot of demons. I, I, I imagine there'll be some sort of, interplay with you know the soul bouncing from one you know or the 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 evil dead the titular evil dead you know going into one soul to the next because i you know as we saw in the trailer we did see the the point of view shot the iconic point of view shot that we you know we get in all of the the films and i have to imagine they're going to play up with the idea like oh maybe they run into another apartment and then someone becomes possessed there or something i mean it that in that case it could be fun and can kind of play on the things that we already know about the evil dead franchise into an expansive element i'm i mean it could be interesting but yeah i mean i i love how gnarly this is i love i mean we talked about it on the evil dead 2013 episode last year just how dark and disturbing that movie is i think mm-hmm. that there's going to be a little bit more levity possibly with this i just think there's even some of the humor in um you know the quote to the, 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 you know, the daughter says, or oh, the, so the, to the, your the, good the, line, the yeah. sister, yeah. you know, it's like, are, you're good. You know, I like that stuff that, 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 you know, that if you give more of that, it can kind of bring in a little more, uh, light. I'd, I'd welcome a little but more the, light. I mean, that 2013 yeah. remake is fucking oh, yeah. dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and, and I'm all about this being more frightening and scary than funny. I mean, if the, it, it's okay to have those moments of levity, but yeah. They, I mean, said not to give, they said that they're going back full scary. So cool. I'm, like, yeah. I'm, I'm all I mean, about that. Not I, to give a, a possible transition, but this is the equivalent of, like we said, okay, Sidney Prescott's out of Scream. You can, you can have Ghostface wherever you want in the world. I think you could, you could have the fucking Nep- Necronomicon anywhere in the world you, you want. You really could. Yeah, you could do some, idea, some fun things with that. You know? The idea that it's book-centric, it, it's, it's the Mad Max thing, right? Like It's just mm-hmm. a, it's just another story with Max. This is another story with the book. Yep. And it's it's this imagining of it. It's this director's version, you know? But it's always going to be the book. It's always going to be Deadites. But we don't know what form or shape it'll take or what the rules are this time. Yeah. And I, I like that. Because oh, it, it breathes a fresh... It breathes a freshness to it that doesn't negate or, you know, poo-poo the, the, the other films. They're well, all like standalone. Talk- they're all standalone, essentially, in, well, in a way. But they're all tied together in a really cool way. And that's what we talked about with Prey. I mean, in our last oh, episode, yeah. we talked about yep. how like the sandbox with that is like you could throw the predator anywhere. I know Caffrey wants dinosaurs, and I, I, I would, you know, I would be for it. I would love to see the predator go after some yeah, dinosaurs. We got a little bit of that t- tonight too. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. excited for that one. Sure so, oh, we do. We definitely we sure do. do. Uh, well, let's talk about the next one. We already teased it up, or uh, Justin Scream Six, which, by mm. the way, Evil Dead Rise, April 21st, as we've been saying for I think the last few episodes now. But anyway, Scream Six. 
March 10th. And uh, we got a teaser last last month, I believe. It was right before Avatar. We made a really funny meme, a little fun video. I spent about four hours uh, editing and stitching <laughs> together Seinfeld clips in there without actually us just getting and, on the horn uh, and talking about the, it. the song from Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah, and the song from Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> well, look, this has been out for over a month now. We got a really cool um, Subway poster that uh, dropped around New Year's. I love all the stuff I'm seeing here. Yeah. Um, is this shared? Mm-hmm. Mac, what do you, what, what do you, uh, are you ready to go yeah, to New no. York, the Big Apple? I'm, I'm with Justin. I'm ready to go. I'm glad that we're actually going to see something actually take place in New York, not just the last like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he's absolutely right. I think Ghostface can go anywhere at this point. And um, it just breathes that life into the franchise that it, that it needs, you know, like take it. Like I love Woodsboro, but we've done it. Yeah, and we've done it really well multiple times. Surprisingly, I think this is going to be kind of next level. And I, I yeah, all, everything that's come out, the posters. This last poster is great. I love the the conceit of that. is so cool. Yeah, I'm just. I don't think I've been this excited about a fifth sequel. <laughs> I know. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. With either of these movies, I'm surprised. You know, with, with the Evil Dead, even with Fetty Alvarez's Evil Dead, when that was coming out. I wasn't looking forward to it. I thought it was going to be another crap remake. You know what I mean? I, I was not excited. These two films I'm very excited about seeing. And I think that speaks volumes with where we're at with horror and the people that are helming these things now. So, Well, Scream was your number one horror movie last year, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, right? I so, so, what, it, yeah. It's, so are, what would it take for this movie, do you think, for it to be uh, to maybe surpass? Beat Scream 6? To scre- to beat to be oh, scream sorry, five, to beat scream five, or five cream. I would say, yeah, five cream. Uh, I just, I just want them to lean full tilt into Ghost Billy. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I just I want them to lean full. Yes. I don't care. I don't care. I just want you can't abandon that that concept. You can't do it. Uh, no, God, I think has to come in this back. movie. Is he really? Um, yes, and I joked around with Justin about. I said, you know what. I know it makes no sense. Just do ghost stew as well. <laughs> well, you know what they could do? <laughs> There's going to be, I, I, I got this report that I didn't share to anyone. Um, oh God. Is this and real? It, was a, it, was, it was a really cool report. <laughs> and they said that they did see Matthew Lillard on set and that there's a really great scene in which Melissa Barrera is, uh, is down in the subway line and watching uh, her father uh, teach ghost stew uh how to knock things over and you know and there's a there's a point where uh melissa barrera a, a, a thing of cigarettes falls out of her purse and, Get and off billy's my like train. oh what i do for a smoke <laughs> oh, God. Uh, of course i'm referencing 1990s uh blockbuster of the year uh ghost starring if Demi we Moore. get a patrick Jerry, swayze type yeah. casper ghost in this as well I, I, i'm game yeah. I want to say also, <laughs> new, I, hey, I new city, new rules, right? Yeah, they didn't confirm that Billy's going to be in this movie. I want to make that clear. Okay, they did. Should be a situation didn't. where I thought Pablo was going to be in Evil Dead or something like that. I, I don't want to make. I want to put that rumor out there. I don't know for sure. If okay. you look, they went well, we didn't full have that confirmed the either the way the first one. time. Gotta we didn't go have, for it. We didn't have that confirmed for the fifth one either until we literally saw it and we're like, oh shit, there he is. I, so, I wanted, yeah. I want her to just be walking down the street like talking to Billy's ghost and yeah. 
then it gets a close-up of her she's just rambling and then she's like wait where'd you go and you see him just like at a falafel stand or something like what oh, <laughs> it's good here the food's just, great I here be, i just want to be like look i made some mistakes when i was young oh, let's try to like right. rectify yeah he looks at the camera he goes, make him i always wanted i always wanted oh, to go God. to new york yeah. <laughs> uh, let's not forget he is the uh probably the sickest uh, uh killer that's been out there um or at You're least right. one of them i mean he's in, a in the bad franchise dude. oh he's a Definitely bad dude bad guy yeah, yeah. like he's a rapist a too yeah, yeah, he's, yeah pretty bad he's got some problems he's got some demons in the closet i would love if they just lean full tilt into just making ghost remake tied with uh <laughs> jason takes manhattan just go so for you it. mean like, like whoopee shows up they go to whoopee I'm, for i'm talking let's say melissa barrera and or Sam, uh, it's Sam Carpenter, right? Yeah. And uh, Jen Ortega, they they need like a loan for their apartment, and they go to the bank, and they, you know, Billy's just given all these codes and stuff for like bank accounts that are all across like you know New York, and just wait, whispering. wait, Billy is giving them codes? Yeah, because in 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 Ghost, Patrick Swayze is giving Whoopi Goldberg information to open and, and right, transfer the funds because they're trying to screw over tony goldwyn's yes. character yeah, but how would how would billy loomis have access to i don't know he's a ghost he fucking knows <laughs> maybe he's been hanging out hey, with a bunch of wall street guys like you know he, he knew where the gun was right yeah exactly okay. he can maybe go you know, um he can go into computers and we get a little yeah, like ghost you know, in the machine. like reboot Ooh. like that show, show reboot he and they'll like that. borrow footage from michael mann's black cat and they can show like how you get <laughs> oh, into geez. computers and all we want, anyway. we want everybody to stay awake for 90 minutes <laughs> yeah maybe the killer is demi Moore, and she's like this movie's trumping my ghost film okay and i need we need we need ghost to take front and center again 1990s ghost um i all called right. tony last night and <laughs> He told me that you know he could come uh, back as I Ghost do have, Carl. I do have one question, not to jump on Mike, but um, Caffrey, would you rather see Ghost Stu or, or Ghost Dad? Okay, all right. Wait, Ghost um, Dad, like the uh, the Sydney okay. Pointier directed classic. Yep, we're uh, <laughs> so we're moving on. Um, let's talk oh, about let's talk about New York though, because you are in New York right now, Caffrey. As, as we speak. <laughs> Where do you, what do you uh, what do you think about the authenticity that you see in the trailer for Scream Six? Do you think it uh, looks a little bit like New York, or do you think it looks like they, where they shot it in Canada? No, I mean the, they got the subway right for sure. I think they were on the. I looked at what line they were. I'm off the F and the G line, but they weren't on that. Be sure to write this all on? down, listeners. You can mm-hmm. find. Yeah, I'm sure someone. Well, according <laughs> yeah. to the according yeah. to the poster, they're on the the, the sixth film line that's under construction. <laughs> six six six. Yeah. No, I, I no, I mean, as far as I can tell, I mean, here's the thing with New York is that I it's doubt they're it's a character. I, it's character. Like, what, I doubt they're going to be going to South Brooklyn, right? They're pro- it's probably going to be in Manhattan. It's probably going to be Times Square. Well, ma- what makes you think that, Dan? I don't know. It's just how those movies go, you know. I mean, I don't know. I guess if you watch, like, I don't want them in my fucking neighborhood. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying it's. I don't think it's super hard to be that authentic, just because. It's not hard to get the tourist spots right in New York, right? Like, they're pretty chintzy. Everyone knows them. Now, it would be really cool. I doubt they're going to do this. But if you watch a movie like Maniac, right, where they're yeah. going to all these really obscure spots and man, well, in Manhattan back then was much different than it is now. Um, but if they were oh. going to go to even, um, I mean, even like Prospect Park near where I live, which is famous and not like it's not some gritty kind of neighborhood, but I, I think it's cool. I always think it's cool for New York movies, especially nowadays when they don't film anything in New York anymore, um, mm-hmm. except like Succession, I guess, and like Law and Order. I think money. it's I think it's cool if they can actually like I watched Eyes Wide Shut for the first time the other day, which I'd never seen before, and 
afterwards I read that they didn't film it in New York at all because Stanley Kubrick was afraid to fly. And that movie felt very authentically New York to me, despite not being filmed there at all. Like they took the pains to make it feel specific. Um, so that's all I really want. And, um, but yeah, I thought, I mean, all we really saw was that subway train, but that definitely looked like a New York city subway train for sure. So does it look like, where do we think this scene is? Do we think this, obviously it takes, first off, it takes place in Halloween. We we've been, it's been teased for for months now. It's actually happening. Great conceit, too, because you can really lean into that with, obviously, what they did with Scream 2, where you don't know where Ghostface is, and which is awesome, which is what makes this fucking scene awesome. Two questions. One, do we think this is the opening, because they did that with the teaser last year? And then two, do we think that Mindy Meeks Martin uh, is in in peril here? Uh, Uh, I don't think she's actually going to die. I I uh, don't. That just seems too easy to me, you know? I can see it being a dream opening sequence. Ooh, yeah. Like, like they're going to go to New York, and they're like, some one of them, maybe, maybe her, uh, has is having like is worried about like it being Halloween and a lot of people wearing ghost face masks and all that kind of stuff. I, I can see it being a dream. I mean, Here's because a... I don't see it being the legit opening and having someone like. There's a lot to explain. Like, why are we all there? Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. Like, that I, is there's, true. There's got to be some setup to that, unless they like are talking about it on the train, and I'm like, oh, okay, well now we know they're all there yeah. because there's some kind of convention or there's some kind of thing or whatever, you know? I don't know. Well, I believe well, there is a scream, like uh, there's like a stab convention. No joke. I think there's like a stab convention or something going on because some of the behind the scenes footage or pictures. There's a lot of like memorabilia, I think, from oh, the weird. stab movies. So, I'm not so maybe sure someone bought the original mask or, or something. Like, yeah, who knows? I don't know. Real, I mean, real quick, they're on the uh, the one train, which is like, I mean, kind of the best known train line. It just goes straight from you know down to Manhattan all the way, and it's off the 72nd Street stop. I'm just finding this out. Oh, interesting. No, know what I'm hoping for real. When does it come out? April. So I'll still be in New York. March. Definitely. We, March comes out. In March. March. Okay. So we, we you Two know, because we're still, we don't know where we'll be after Susan's done school. We might end up staying here, but I'll definitely be here in March. What I'm hoping is. I go to the press screening. I'm hoping they're handing out the stab masks like oh, they awesome. did in Scream 2 oh, and those yeah. little green like neon knives and everything. I think that'd be really fun. Well, mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up, Dan, because I think that's leads my next question, which is, you know, Scream 5, a lot of allusions to the first one, right? Scream 6, ostensibly, this is the Scream 2 of this new series. Scream 2 has a scene that you just referenced. I just referenced that has a, multiple ghost faces in one public setting in which you can't discern who is the real ghost face. Do you think we're going to get a lot of echoes of Scream 2 in this movie? I hope so. It's my I favorite think the, one. I, I mean, think there I might wouldn't be, be wrong too. Yeah. There might be some stuff that they lean into, but I feel like Justin's on to something with the stab stuff. I think because stab is, is something that they created and they can do whatever they want yeah. with. I can see it mimicking stuff from Stab Two, but I don't think we get enough of that to know to even recognize those references. But I think just the idea of the Stab series, a Stab, you know, I think we might see more of that. And I like the idea that you know Matthew Willard was in the 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 Stab trailer and the in Five and stuff. I think we might get more of that kind of stuff, and that could be really fun and. you know, it's it's going even further with like the meta aspects of part five, right? But now, like, what are huge like horror cons, comic cons, stuff like, and we've not seen that. So, if a lot of it takes place at like a con or something like that in the city, that could be really interesting too. Yeah. Here's a question for you guys because I'm sure you all saw. I think we may have shared it. I can't remember the um the train line poster, right? That was yeah. unveiled yeah. by Paramount. Yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah. 
what if the whole thing takes place on a train or most of it takes place on a train? That would be wild. Oh, I, I doubt they would do that. I don't know. Like Terror Warriors for the horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Man, I, that would, that would be cool. I don't know. Who knows? I'm, I mean, anything can happen, right? Yeah. It'd be like Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance, right? Like Ghostface is like, you've got to make it from here to X place. And then, <laughs> yeah. Or, or someone dies along the way. I mean, it's, if they did it real time on how, now I'm talking, see, here's a great thing about these trailers, right? Which we talk ourselves to all these great ideas. <laughs> and then I think for, my honest opinion is that this scene will happen 40 minutes into the movie. It could. And, yeah. And it will be, and, and she will not die. Yeah, that's my take. That's, that's there'll be some guy being like, "Did I get you?" or something like yeah, that. You know? Yeah, yeah. But Which then is you know, they all. So the Justin's right. Then they and then and then they all leave the train, and then the last person on the train is standing there. Is still is the real ghost yeah. face. Yeah. Well, you know yes. who I you know I hope is the the real deal in this movie. I hope we get some real New York slice pizza. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping there. We just see him just get some stack after stack like my boy John Travolta, and we just have some fun. You know, let's get a pizza party going for. You're talking Sbarro, right? I'm. I'm talking famous Rays, famous Max. You know, the, <laughs> get some chili Mac. Uh, anyway, chili we Mac have, on the pizza. We have to move on because we've got ten other fucking movies <laughs> to talk about on this episode. Because again, like I said, we're gluttons for punishment and time. And uh, and I did this genius thing where I thought, well, we 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 talked about Evil Dead. We talked about Scream. Obviously, those are going to be obviously those are going to be our most two most anticipated movies. What if we did a ten and we didn't include either of them? And people would be like, "What the fuck? Are you like, yeah, you fuck just dedicated movies. two <laughs> fucking I, well, years to these I looked at the movies. list earlier and I thought, "Wait, where's yeah. Scream?" And even <laughs> and then I, was like, I decided oh, we, we, we get them removed because it's not <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. It's not fair it's to not put fair. in there. So what I did is uh, I took it, Justin was so kind to to list out all of the the, the horror movies that we got this year. And I was also so kind to um, pick apart some ones that I think that could maybe not so much that we anticipate, but uh, let's be honest, give us some good bits uh, to talk about here on the episode today. So, you know, maybe some of these aren't as most anticipated as they are um, just going to be fun to talk about and certainly ones that we'll probably bring up uh, throughout the year. But there are definitely ones that are scary. And I decided that we would kind of just keep it chronological because I don't want us to sit there and go, well, this is our yeah, second yeah. most anticipated movie and it turned out to be fucking awful. So chronological, this is what we're going to do. You mentioned Megan earlier, but we're not going to cover that because guess what? By the time this episode's out, the movie's already conquered the box office and I've I seen 6,000 memes that have already been added to the 7,000 memes that have already happened since December. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Friday the 13th release, this movie that I'm going to probably fuck up the title, Skinamarink. Skinnerink, right. Skinnerink, right. Skinnerink. It's the song, right? Childhood song. Is that what it's from? That's right. No, okay, okay. Yeah, I I was a big Sharon Lois and Brand Elephant Show guy growing up, and as soon as I heard what it was called, I'm like, oh, it's got to be some kind of riff on Skinnerinky, Rinky Do, right? And I don't know. There's all these movies like The Mean One or whatever else where it's like an adult take on that Blood and Honey movie. I I know literally nothing about this movie. I've been told to avoid reading about it, yeah. but it, it doesn't have anything to do with the elephant show, right? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I purposely One never thing, I will say, yeah. maybe I'm teasing the whole thing. I watched the first 10 seconds of the trailer today for the first time, and I stopped. I really yeah. don't want to know anything else. I'm out. I just yeah, want to watch it. I'm kind of the same way. I, yeah. I caught a little bit of part of the trailer, and I just caught I just enough to grasp the, the aesthetic of it. Yep. And I was like, Oh, this could be really cool. I don't want to know anything about it. I just want to go into a blind. I, mean, I, got the, <laughs> so you want to read the I was going to say, Justo, that's, uh, read the synopsis so we at least have right, to. So, uh, Mac and Dan, if you want to take your headphones off for 10 seconds. No, I already know. Oh, no, I, okay, already I read, read, I read the fine. two lines synopsis. It's, uh, I mean, it still sounds amazing. Two children 
wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished. I mean, oh, that's so, oh it, my God. It sounds Let's very go. Silent right. Hill to me. I mean, Randall and I have been really obsessed yeah. with it. Randall Colburn of the Losers Club and also occasional guest on here. He, he, he's been, he and I have been obsessed with this just because it it's keys right into our um, video game logic, Silent Hill fascinations. And he actually managed to catch it. I've been sitting on a screener for a, a few weeks and I just, look, I blame the holidays. I haven't been able, I haven't really... Uh, wrap my head around the idea of sitting and watching this during a time when I should be watching, you know, like Die Hard. But so I, I, I didn't watch it, but he watched it and he said it, it was viciously terrifying towards the end. So wow. it really got under his skin. I think that I've seen people compare this to Eraserhead, uh, early Lynch. I know that Ooh. it it turned tons of heads last summer at Fantasia Fest and like Shutter scooped it up immediately. And the fact that it's also getting a theatrical release is pretty fucking incredible too. I'll tell you what, this again though, I did the same thing with Hereditary and Midsommar. Like I'm going to watch this by myself yeah. at home. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like Turn the best the way lights, to watch this yeah. type of a movie. Like let's just isolate Catch it yourself. again. Catch it again on the big screen after yeah. you. Maybe. I don't know. He was saying he was saying it actually would be really good on the laptop if you watch it specifically on the laptop. Yeah, it probably would be because it feels know. like I, you know you're like in hardcore it's or something like, like an that. An intimate thing, like you're watching something you shouldn't be watching. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have access to it, and no one else knows. And I'm it. looking forward to it. Uh, let's. Yeah, yeah. It, it was polarized. Look, it's been polarizing too. It isn't like which honestly excites me even more. Yeah, I like people who either hate or love something. I'm always intrigued by those movies. Director Kyle Edward Ball. Um, no, no, what did he do? Oh, Oh, actually, he he directed a, a couple episodes of um, the Bad Batch on um, Disney. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just I joking. Jeffrey didn't like the aesthetic and stopped. He's like, I, I don't stopped. Like this guy. Yeah, the story talks good. I just can't. The animation is not my favorite. I thought you were yeah, going to say he directed a couple of episodes of the Elephant Show. He's he's like seventy. <laughs> yeah. No, so he through. The, watch the life ruining short from Skinmarink director. I guess there's another. He has a short called Heck. Anyway, this guy clearly is turning some heads. We'll see what it, you know, how this this fares. I'm really excited for this. The fact that it's mm-hmm. coming out Friday the 13th, pretty cool. Pretty cool date. Yeah. So yeah. bad we're not getting a new Friday the 13th. How about that? Mm-hmm. February, we're getting The Outwaters. Now, this is a film that has been hyped to me by pretty much the entire staff of Bloody Disgusting. And um, I know Megan Navarro. Megan Navarro, like, was just loved it. She called it a singular experimental descent in depravity and gory chaos. And Bloody Disgusting loved it so much that Synodyme, it's uh, acquired Bloody Disgusting last year. They actually plan to release the Outwaters in theaters uh, in February, and it's going to be on Screenbox. So there's a lot of hype towards this one. And I say all of this up front to say that the reason why I put it on there is not because we were affiliated <laughs> with Bloody Disgusting. I put it on there because... Based on what I'm seeing and based on what I'm mm-hmm. reading, this one also, like Skin and Rink, looks like this is going to be a genuinely terrifying movie. Well, I love I mean, the trailer what, I watched yeah. for it. I didn't even watch the trailer. I I, I haven't watched it. Well, anything. no, here's the thing, Mike. The trailer is just people talking about something, and it's just all reviews. Wow. Okay, cool. So they really there's like, there's are doing a good job here and there. I couldn't tell you one thing that I could not tell you what it's about. It's just people saying how terrifying it is, and it's, it's great. Well, yeah, the... So. Uh, I watched maybe I watched a different trailer, but it That's the trailer I watched. Okay. It just seemed very I was saying earlier, Blair Witch meets Hills of Eyes meets 
some kind of creature or something. I don't know. <laughs> it just looks wild. I'm in. So I am very dinosaur uh, interested in it. No, 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 no not, yet. not yet. Not yet. No, no, not quite no, we'll yet, there. Justin. We've right. got to we've got to hop on a ship first. Mm. So here's it's uh, so it's written and directed by Robbie Banfitch, and it's like like what Mac was saying. It it takes us off the beaten path that kills his eyes. Um, into their own nightmares, which honestly is a lot like Blair Rich. Honestly, Blair Rich fits into the beaten path too. So what am I talking about? But you know anyway. where it's supposed to take place? So it takes place in a sun-drenched section of the Mojave Desert. So okay, okay. they're I guess they're they're going out to make a music video while camping. While it starts out uneventful. Well, some unexplained sounds and vibrations and uh, quote animal. That's behavior. right. The lawyers get involved. They get involved and they get they sue them all. No, they're all crawling on fours as lawyers. What tend are you to do. doing out Ooh. here? And they yeah, start contorting. The subtlety. I mean, look, look. If you want a bloodsucker in a movie, uh, put I a mean, lawyer you got these lawyers. Oh, get no, get a, <laughs> I mean, a what is it? Wanna, a Gennaro I, from, I from Jurassic Park. I just want to see Gennaro from Gennaro. Jurassic Park. Yeah, doing the spider walk. From exercise. Oh my God, that'd be kids. terrifying. In his, uh, Guys, in his yeah, knee socks. Listen, I know we're having fun socks. here, but don't. I think the way that Gennaro died in Jurassic Park is incredibly offensive. Oh, wow. And <laughs> like Zara? Unseemly, well, I'm and just, I, I don't want to talk about it. Let's move yeah. on. I don't think you're going to like our next film then. Do you think, do you think uh, Devin Farachi would have written uh, oh, an God, essay on. Yeah. Um, I was trying to be subtle with my. I know, all right. There, we're not going to go down we, that. You already talked. Listen, we always. We always wish the best for our fictional characters and movies yes. where dinosaurs eat people. We always wish for the best. Yeah. Well, this is two of my favorite things. One, it's uh, I guess it's quasi found footage, and also it's survival horror. I love survival horror. It's my my favorite. And survival horror is looks like it's going to carry over our next anticipated title uh, because, uh, and this is one you keep teasing. Sixty five on uh, March seventeenth. Yeah. What's uh, tell us about sixty five, Justo? Well, Mike, after a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, <laughs> Pilot Mills quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago. Can I say something really quick about oh, please. 60? <laughs> this, this wasn't people being funny. I won't name names. I saw a lot of people on Twitter, including people with, uh, not in the horror sphere, but people that podcast that, that are, I think, intelligent people and definitely consider themselves authorities on movies. And they were sincerely tweeting, like, I just found out why it's called 65 because of the 65 million years thing, which I, I thought everyone would know because of Jurassic Park's tagline. Yeah. And they were doing, like, mind-blown emojis. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it was all sincere. I don't know, though. Maybe not. Maybe they were being uh, funny. But Here's the thing. <laughs> it's explicitly stated in the trailer as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, I, not the very first one, though, right? I think the teaser no, wasn't. It says, I, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And then I it guess, says a million years ago. <laughs> I was just <laughs> I just saw that a few times. And I was like, wait, am I, unless, unless they're just being really um, ironic and fun. But these are not people who I think would be. They've anyway, surpassed us. Uh, yeah. People on Twitter are pretty unironic. This is, I um, found that um, I've. I. I mean, I'm a, I'm a chump for being on there as much as I am, right? So, uh, there no, we go. no, 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 no. Don't say that. Well, I yeah. <laughs> I saw this trailer, and I immediately sent it to Dan because yeah. I said yep. I just knew uh, it was, so it's excited, everything dude. that we want from a dinosaur movie. Is that we're going to mm-hmm. get dinosaurs, a lot of them, and Adam Driver. And you know, I could I could watch Adam Driver read the phone book. The guy gives a singular performance and everything. He's awesome. So, you know, it looks like it's just going to be like a fun romp. It doesn't necessarily look like it's going to blow me away or be the scariest thing on the face well, of the planet. I, I got to read the rest but, of this premise, this plot. All right. You think it's going to give too much away? No, it's just, it's just funny. 
okay. All right. So uh, now, with oh. only one chance at a rescue, <laughs> Mills and the only Mil- other survivor, Koa, <laughs> must make their way across an unknown terrain riddled with dangerous prehistoric creatures. I mean, you well, know, it's going to be funny. It's going to be fun. I, 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 it's fun. by the Quiet Place uh, yeah. collaborators, well, right? Which I'm Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Yeah. yeah. Look, who I, also, you know, I never saw, which I heard was pretty creepy. They they directed Haunt. Oh yeah, Haunt is very fun. There's a couple mm-hmm. of things that I I wish they went a different way with. Yeah. But I I had a good time with oh, it. Haunt's all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I watch. Yeah. Those I like shutters. the conceit. Also, I, they yeah, from another podcast, but they also uh, wrote the upcoming Boogeyman adaptation from Stephen King. Well. It's good for this podcast, too, because guess who produced it? Mr. Sam Raimi. Mr. Sam Raimi. Yeah, and guess who's doing the music for this movie? Mr. Thomas Newman. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Mr. Danny Elfman. No, close. Close, close. Oh, can you imagine Thomas Newman? I made a note, because in the trailer, there's a a piece of music, and I got familiar with it, because when Johan Johansson passed, I started going down all of his stuff, and he had an album come out of Ingleborn, Ingleborn, and variations mm. and it's this one variation of this piece of this uh, instrumental piece and done in a bunch of different ways and it's a really 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 cool album and i immediately tuned into that in the trailer that's what they oh. use in the trailer so i don't know if that's going to be in the movie but if you're looking for that piece of music good stuff yeah i will say this too i mean a couple of things first off we said we've talked jurassic world a lot on uh, this oh, podcast Lord. and others an incredibly low bar that it failed to meet Oh, yeah. So I guarantee we'll get what we want, at least that, what we want from Jurassic World. I I guarantee we'll get at least that from this film. And I usually don't go off of actors necessarily just because the movie star is kind of dead and, you know, just because an actor is in something doesn't mean it's good. But if you look at Adam Driver, I mean, Adam Driver's got a really solid filmography anyway. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the genre stuff he's done, Midnight Special, Star Wars... I almost said white noise because of that uh, Michael Keaton horror movie uh, from back in the nineties. Uh, which which white noise is kind of genre-y though, when you think about it. No, it is, and so, and so I mean, there, yeah, and like so, and I'm not saying people have to love Midnight Special or Star Wars or whatever else, but he does seem to have some kind of discernment with the genre, the types of genre movies he does, right? Like Star Wars is Star Wars, and Midnight Special is, I would say, a slightly left of center, slightly intelligent kind of you know science fiction movie. So I don't, I, what I'm saying is, I don't think this is a guy who just does who, who does a Jurassic World. World, right like no um, no so i so that actually makes me excited about this and the the effects look good it just I, look i just want some fucking dinosaur action that's all i want <laughs> that's what i want i will say the one thing i wish that wasn't there was that gun oh i like the gun it reminds me of dino riders like, okay cool. he's kill anybody and i wish that there was maybe he, like i wish the challenge but, was, i've got to find the one gun that will kill, kill dinosaurs with that gun oh, we'll find I, out I, I mean, on, on march 17th dinos i i do want and the, the, my biggest disappointment last year, which I honestly probably should have talked about in both podcasts, was yeah, you're like Dominion, that low bar. All we needed <laughs> was just dinos in public. That's it. And we still will never get it because this is now taking place in prehistoric times. But you're like you're saying, Cabby, it, it is close enough. It's close enough. Somehow, somehow, even with the extended version of that film, there's less dinos <laughs> in this. It's fucking unreal. I, I, the it, ratio it was the easiest is thing. awful. It's the easiest fucking thing and that moron colin trevorrow fucked it up <laughs> but we do fucked it up. it's the but, easiest thing ever how do you fuck that up it like, is it did make it, it, it did make the guinness book world records for having the most locusts in a film oh that's pretty cool <laughs> uh, <laughs> exorcist too 
God damn it. Since, since the abominable Dr. Phoebe's most locusts in, in the film. Most the most locusts. abominable movie. No, I actually <laughs> love abominable Mr. Phoebe's. No, mo- most genetically movie. mutated locusts uh, used <laughs> in, a, in a film. I mean, the um, thing is, the thing guys, Jurassic we got World, dinosaurs roaming the earth. We got to go to this barn. Yeah, so locusts swarming around. Let's go to another Jurassic park. Too, with Jurassic World Dominion, it's not even just the dinosaurs in public. They, they don't even have, they have like one good dinosaur scene in that movie. And then mm-hmm. the opening is pretty cool. And that's it. I mean, at least Jurassic World, the first one, regardless of your feelings about it, it's like, okay, well, I had, I, I had a lot of set pieces or centerpieces. Um, and then that just got smaller and smaller as those movies go on. So I, I'm very excited for this movie. I mean, I, and I like the gun. I, what yeah, should so I say? Did we I throw 65 on this list solely for Dan? Because when I saw that, when I saw that was on the list, I, gen- I genuinely was like, I guess you could say that as horror. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's close enough. It's, a, it's sci-fi there's thriller. A, there horror ele- yeah, there's elements to it for sure. I mean, hey, if we're talking about Prey, Exactly. Being, you know, I mean, like that. Yeah, I think absolutely. Yeah. The dinosaur predator. You know? Here's one thing that kind of sucks. You got two people in this, right? Yeah. Not, not a lot of deaths. Well, maybe the scares will be there. Yeah, but well, there's the going to be a lot, of, a lot of, sorry, Dan, dino deaths. Probably. Maybe there's some Neanderthals running around. I hope so. I, I hope see, like, who's this? Uh, I want to see know. a T-Rex slowly get decapitated, screaming Wait, at the top what? of its lungs. <laughs> <laughs> that. When Mike said that, I thought it's he was saying, out. I thought it was the Neanderthals saying, who's this? <laughs> who's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It is. The, the Neanderthal is saying that. Neanderthals missed dinosaurs by millions of years, right? But you, you nah, can get away that's, with that. that's what yeah. your Bible says. Well, the only thing I don't like about the film is that it kind of feels like Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it does. Uh, well, at least well, the let's not rip this apart there. too much. There's a low bar, and it's going to be... We got a million-dollar advertising campaign starting up, so we Let's move to the next one, then. Let's sink our teeth into Renfield, April 14th. Great transition, huh? How about that? Thank you. I, I mean, this is a, this is an internet meme movie, right? Like it's it's going to be it, it speaks this, for itself. Honestly, Mike, this is why I got off Twitter. Okay. The existence of this movie is like it's hell. I, I, the thing is, is that I am so obsessed with Nicolas Cage again because I loved Pig so much last year. So I'm like back Pig in. Is so good. I'm back. He just keeps Mike, doing this like, to me. You know, what this is like Mike. That's like saying when let me do a baseball analogy. When Kurt Gibson trod out there with two knees that didn't work and hit mm-hmm. a home run. And then didn't do anything again after that. I mean, yeah, I, don't, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested with this because I, I do think that Nicholas Holt, I like Holt a lot. He's great. Yeah, and I so like the Holt fact a lot. Holt's kind of like a little bit of a he's a curveball here. I think he chooses his projects pretty wisely. I do. I think so. I mean, he he was in the favorite. I love him in that. He was in Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was great. Well, Dark Phoenix. Look, I will say this. You know, um, I didn't know if I could say this because I wasn't sure if it was public, but he is on IMDb, so I can see our friend right. Josh Michaels in it. So. Oh, right. how about that? Yeah, so I'm excited for that. I yeah. feel I feel so bad because every time Josh Michael is in the movie, I don't know, but he's in the movie, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this movie's gonna be no good. Ben, my no, boy Ben I, Schwartz is in it. Uh, Aquafina. I mean, I, I, look, this this I'm has a red about it. This yeah. could be the premise, Mike. Okay. Count Dracula's lackey, Renfield, finds a new lease on life in modern-day New Orleans when he falls in love with Rebecca Quincy, a feisty but perennial aggressive traffic cop. All right. Well, uh, listen, I'm not kidding. Put a stake through my heart because— But I think I, that it obviously is uh, going to focus way more on Nicholas Holt and Agafina, and it's going to be more of like a, a dark like comedy. I, yeah. I, and look, yeah. I like—I really enjoyed—I don't know. I always get made fun for liking the show. I grew up—I grew up loving Robot Chicken. Moral Oral, very funny. 
Mm-hmm. Lego Batman movie got a little too meme and extra. Yeah. I still enjoyed it. I think I that's what you're that. saying too. Right? Like, I'm, I'm not so into the, oh, isn't this thing crazy, right? Like, which I feel like is the sort of memification of everything now and the, um, the sort of Twitterification of everything. And and, mm-hmm. and to the point where it becomes actually not crazy, right? Like, I didn't see um, Multiverse of Madness, but I'm sure it's like, whoa, cameos, holy shit, you know, all this. And oh, it yeah. gets kind of annoying to read about. But I, I am excited about this. So. Why, why do you think that about Multiverse? <laughs> Oh, I'm just assuming. I have no idea. Well, no, really assuming, right. Right. No, I'll tell you right, right now, it's not it's not on our list, but I will be mentioning this in honorable mention, another Dracula adjacent story that's coming out this year that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Yeah. Right, oh, we'll get to later on. Yeah, yeah, but no, so I'm excited. And I'm look, I'm a huge Dracula fan. I like that uh I I like that the font is kind of in the old school Dracula. I did font like, from that. The 30s. I like I, that. I I'm, it, to me it looks like a fun old school Tim Burton movie. I know it's not Tim Burton, but that kind of deal. So I don't know. I'm gonna Look, it's also got Nicolas Cage in New Orleans, which he has all this these ties to and everything. Um, have you seen it's his? his uh, I've, I've seen his tombstone. Me too. Oh yeah, were you, was were you there? This or is that a separate trip? No, the, oh the yeah, I was there with temple. you for for friend Sammy's bachelor thing. Yeah, yeah. The big uh, temple that he has. So I, I'm excited about it. Well, I, will, I was going to say, be there. I watched Dark Shadows finally after forever, Oof. and I kind of enjoyed it. I I I think that one in one a, out. If, if it's a fish out of if it's a truly like fish out of water thing i think it could be done really well in a funny way all right let's and just think, ask a question right now let's let's do, do some predictions what will the gif of nicholas cage will he what will he be saying in the gif that gets used ad nauseum for the next five years that people will use what's what's uh, he gonna be saying in the gif he's gonna be saying <laughs> well all right here, here's the context of the line okay. um like why not i don't know if he would say this because he's dracula's familiar he's not a vampire himself but i was gonna say he was gonna say to someone I want to suck your blood, but it's going to be like a pretty girl. And so he's going to start saying it, but he's going to go, I want to ask you out on a date. That's, oh my god! My... <laughs> wait, no, no, no! This is not Nick, not Nicholas Holt. You're talking, you're saying Nicholas Cage, right? Oh yeah, yeah wait, that, wait, who are you talking Holt's about? playing yeah. Renfield. That's the that's the that's the fear <laughs> is that Nicholas Cage is going to be gifted and memed to death. That's going to overshadow. Oh, wait, but anything Cage is playing Dracula, right? Yeah. So mine works. There, it this, there work. you go. It works. Yeah. So that's yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be no. Um, it's gonna be Cage hamming <laughs> it up. Saying something like he left or something like or like you left I want, or I, I think he's gonna go I think he's gonna go to be a really like muted performance like Nosferatu esque you know and I think it's going Ibrahim. to be Mac, and I think that's why like you know the gif is probably gonna be him just being like you should use stale bread for French toast <laughs> <laughs> it's for pig yeah no <laughs> now I'm just imagining listen hold on I'm imagining the title card for pig in the style of Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> It's the yellow be. facing forward, the PIG. <laughs> he's all right. It's gonna be uh he's gonna be making it's gonna be him making the, the final meal from pig and uh they've got oh, a is gonna come out. Salt salted oh we have we have the salted baguette, we have the uh we have the songbird you cook. Where's where's the wine? He's gonna go, I don't drink. Uh, don't, oh, it's gonna pig. be it's gonna, the meme's gonna be Nicolas Cage walking around like at dusk and he's got and he puts sunglasses on just, oh, in a, and then like a haram. You know? I think that, I think the ending uh, of the movie uh, is gonna be that this is gonna be. Uh, honestly it's gonna be that, you know, Renfield gets killed and then he's gonna listen to his cassette and it's gonna play uh, um, I'm on fire. Know, I'm on fire. <laughs> hey look, the only reason I think that this could actually work if uh, Nicolas Cage is very much a supporting actor in this He's is that Nicholas Holt is very funny and yeah. I think he can and he can give a really good comedic performance. And I haven't watched that show he's on a Hulu. 
Uh, oh, the the, the Fleshmans or no? Oh, no, no, the great, the great, yeah. the great, yeah, the flesh, the Fleshmans. Um, <laughs> but what I have seen of it is is pretty funny, and I think that you know I haven't we haven't seen him be in in that kind of vehicle in a while. I feel you know. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm um, look. I, admittedly, I'm being a brat. All I've seen are some <laughs> behind the scenes pictures of Nicolas Cage in this. You won't believe it. Over the top uh, outfit, and um, that's all I know. Yeah. I like I know, the Lego but it's Batman so out movie. of context. I think in that yeah. scene, that Maybe, those pictures, I, yes, but like I like Aquafina. Be... I like Ben Schwartz. I like Nick. I used to like Nick Cage. You know, we'll see. Well, wait, when you say used to like, because I, I I think he just works a lot because he's like broke or whatever. But like when you say used to like, I mean, did you enjoy? Did you enjoy Pig? I'm not I'm, as well, big I love on Pig. But I'm not I, as big on Mandy. What, what what in the last ten years? What good performance has he given? Oh, all right. I, I, I Joe like his, is great. He's great in Joe. He's great. Oh, I haven't seen you know, I haven't seen Joe. Uh, Joe is excellent. I take it back. Joe is so yeah. good. I, Pig is or, or, uh, sucks Mandy. in color out of space, and I don't like Mandy. So I'm putting. I like. I don't like Mandy. I like color out of space. I I like. I don't. He, he, love no, he actually, I will say this right now. He ruined Color Out of Space. I agree. Really? Uh, I think I he ruined it. That. He does not match uh, has, anybody. Did else's anybody tone see in that movie. the unbearable weight of massive talent? I can't. I no, I it's not going to happen. I can't. Too internet I've heard for good, me. I heard good things. I he, my thing with Mandy is I I like Mandy. I don't love Mandy. I like Way his performance long. in it. But I, for me, Mandy is just the drawn out nature of everything. Oh it just God. gets to be a bit much. Never ends up. I saw that on uh, Xanax, and it was not a fun time. Oh wow! So you slowed down a movie that's already it's even really slower. Slowed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, here's the thing, man. Pig. I'm, no, I, we were just texting about this before we got on the call. I love uh, Pig. I mean, Pig is my my favorite movie of the 2020 so far. I know we're only two years in or three years into it now, but uh, I love Pig. I mean, it's like one of my favorite films in the world. So I don't know. I'm Justin Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh, you know what? That doesn't count. I like. He, I like he's that movie doing, a lot. He's giving a voice performance in that film. Yeah. All right. Well, with, we a, need, with a pig, look. with a, a spider ham. Yeah, oh, we gotta move on. We gotta move on to Justin's favorite. People are furious listening right now. Anyway, I know. So I, I know that Justin doesn't like Nicolas Cage, but I know that he loves Patrick Wilson. So let's talk about Insidious: Fear <laughs> oh, yeah. in the Dark. My boy. Uh, it's coming is out July seventh. He's directing it, and he also is starring in it alongside uh, his original OG co-star Rose Byrne. I've seen the first Insidious. I've never seen the other ones. I'll be uh, that's, that's it. I, so I, I've I can't watched really speak. all of them. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah. are you are you excited for Fear the Dark, or are you fearing that you? <laughs> well, no, it's are called have to watch Fe- it. I know. I want to say Fear of the Dark as well to Iron Maiden, but it is just called Fear the Dark. Fear the Dark. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, I make well. Here's the here's why I may be an unreliable narrator for Insidious. I wouldn't say I love any of the movies. I think they're all pretty solid. Like I think it's in. I like the world building that progresses throughout the series. Here's the problem though. I watched all of them in Atlanta around Halloween when I was binging just a lot of horror movies and I was kind of watching them all on my laptop as I was doing dishes or doing other things. You yeah. know what I mean? So I David don't Lynch know if so it's so, right so you didn't really watch it. Wait, who did you, <laughs> who did you say? David Lynch. Oh, David Lynch. Eh, fuck that guy. No, I'm kidding. Oh my God. Uh, what did you say about me? Um, what did okay. you say? No, I don't give about David Lynch. He's all into meditation and stuff. So right, he says, he seems like the most agitated motherfucker on the planet. Like, I'm like, what's he like when he does? I, 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 I like, don't know. That's probably all the cigarettes that's that he why does. He does all I the like meditation. David Lynch. I'm not saying, I, I don't know. I still haven't seen Mulholland Drive. I haven't watched all of Twin Peaks. I'm not, I'm not trashing David Lynch. I like David Lynch. I'm just curious about the meditation angle. He's had like six wives and <laughs> seems pissed off all the time. That's all right, all so, you don't, so you don't like David Lynch thing. and you're not excited for Insidious <laughs> Fear no, no, the Dark. Anyway, so no, I am, I'm ex- I, 
I'm saying, oh, yeah, I'll watch another Insidious movie. But then I think about how I watched the other ones. They were kind of background watches in a way for me. I mean, I'm not, I, I was focusing on them. I knew the story. I like the – I wish they leaned a little bit more into – the demons from this other dimension, which yeah. it looks like they might for this movie, which I'm excited about. Cause I think the makeup is, and the creature design is actually really cool and insidious. So yeah, you the plot? I'm, I'm well, reasonably I, excited. Do you want to plot? Do you have the plot? I do. All right. Yeah, go go for it. It sounds different from the other movies. At least. It does. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. Okay. So Josh Lambert, great name. First of all, Josh <laughs> Lambert heads East to drop his son Dalton off at school. Dalton. However, <laughs> however, Dalton's <laughs> college dream soon becomes a living nightmare. When the repressed demons of his past suddenly return to haunt them both, so it's a, it's it's like a father-son journey this time around. <laughs> Mel Gibson's the Look, demon. The only He's thing going, that hey, this, Dalton. <laughs> yeah, the only, the you only thing that Dalton? this, the only thing Insidious Fear the Dark is doing for me oh. is that it is finally going to get me to watch all these films. Ooh, Ooh. Mac, a challenge. They're not bad. I mean, they're they're like solid. Uh, I, hear, I heard I that there's, I, I heard fine. there's a, I heard there's genuinely a great scare in the first film. Yes, that's I've seen it. And I, I, yeah, and that's I hear that I hear me. that there's uh, two more films after that. The first one, I think does, the other ones are fun. What's it called? Is it called like Insidious: The Number of Beasts or something like that? What's it called? I, I, gun to my head, couldn't name the subtitles for any of the, the sequels. I, I it's, it's, it's Insidious. Key? No, the it's key Insidious. Something Insidious two, even more Insidious, and Insidious three. Insidiously, fear the weapon. Or, uh, oh no, there's one like, here. It's called Insidious sixty five. So I'm curious oh, to see what wow. that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, Patrick Wilson stumbles upon million years ago. Sixty five. What? <laughs> What's the one? The last key. Yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. The, that has that Patrick Wilson directed anything else? This is no. Debut. This is his debut. Yeah, this is so, his debut. Yeah, exciting. Temple I gotta movie. watch him just for that because you know what? If I can finally get behind Patrick Wilson on something oh, and say, Lord. well, I, I, I don't we, like him as I don't love him as guys, an actor. I think I, I don't think he can rise above the material often. But if he's a good director, I will get behind him. But but you know what? He's starring in the movie too, so. It's gonna be a rough. We've been positive so far on sixty five. Mike, what was the, the the really the really um obscure one? The, the Outwaters. The, the Outwaters. Outwaters Skimmer. We started this off pretty good. I will Evil say. Duck. So I just want to say that before I say anything else. Do you know who wrote Insidious: Fear of the Dark? Oh no, I'm guessing either Dauber. Oh God, Goldsmith. Yeah, this no. is in trouble. Know, this is in trouble. <laughs> Scott Teams, who co-wrote Halloween Kills and Firestarter. So let's just... all take a second to. Well, and, and now, be. Mike, am I incorrect? Teams was not with Halloween Ends, right? No. He was not. Okay. No, no they brought in nope. uh, his uh, the big guns for that. His the uh, indie, the, they brought in like the indie old school, yeah. who they should have uh, brought on from the get go. But yeah. you know, that's all other podcast which we recorded. I mean, I th- I'd say we'd also <laughs> been. I mean, we, and we were like half positive. Renfield, like other other than uh, Mister uh, Mister Grinch, Justin. Grinch. Here's the good. Grinch here's Gerber. the good news. We're only halfway through this fucking exactly. list. Look, I got more positive things to say. Jesus Christ! All right, now next one. I'll say something positive about this next one. All right. By the way, Insidious: Fear the Dark. I, I mentioned before, July seventh. So be there. Can't wait. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July. I think it's the same week in Tom, Top Gun Maverick came out. So I wonder which movie I'll like better. <laughs> on, August, on August 11th, there's going to be another film adaptation of arguably the great, I'm not going to even say arguably, the greatest theme park ride of all time, which is the Haunted mm. Mansion. And yes, I'm taking account of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which I love to death, but I got to go the OG. It's, Two different it's types Mansion. of rides. It's, it's a different like type of ride, ride. But yeah, if I'm yeah. thinking like gun to my head, you got to take away one of them. I'm taking, I got I to gotta keep the Haunted Mansion. It's just fucking great. But Oh well, yeah, definitely. So here's the deal. 
I don't want to I don't want to shit on the Eddie Murphy movie because I feel bad because Sammy loves this movie and I've given her enough guff about she's it. She's going to do just fine if you want to make fun of the Eddie Murphy. I don't want to make fun of it. We just know acknowledge that it's there. It's out there. It's a comedy. It's part of arguably one of my my least favorite runs of any actor have to of all time. It. Well, Mac wanted to read the premise of this. So Mac, read the premise, the premise, Mac. Please go for okay. it. Okay. So this is this is on IMDb. A single mom named Gabby. <laughs> Why are we? Why do we have to name her? Single mom named Gabby hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest, and a historian to help exercise their newly bought mansion after discovering it is inhabited by ghosts. Now, the the key here, though, is I do think this cast and crew is is, is intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Justin Simeon, who wrote and directed the movie Dear White People and also adapted it for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Good writer director. You reviewed that at a Sundance originally, didn't you? I know it was here. It was here. Oh, okay. I saw it here. Okay. Yeah, uh, good movie. Launched Tessa Thompson essentially, but this cast is crazy. Yeah, it's Rosario Dawson as the aforementioned Gabby. I'm assuming Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, Winona Ryder, Dan Levy, Jared Leto as as the Hatbox Ghost from the Ride. Oh, that's confirmed. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Danny DeVito, Hassan Minaj, and Jamie Lee Curtis, I believe, was playing the seer from the ride. Madame mm-hmm. Leota. She's going to be yeah. playing Madame Leota. That's cool. I mean, now, this is one of two things. Do we look at this as, oh, this is kind of like, you know, having to direct the Lion King one and a half or whatever the fuck, that Lion King two, you know, that, that uh, Barry Jenkins has to do? I know. That's what I'm, I'm worried about. And it's but also this, Disney. There's more room for this. And also, Justin Simeon has not hit the level that barry jenkins hit but we're gonna we're gonna talk about another director in a couple entries from now that I was kind of mm-hmm. disturbed what he's directing but um show me the trailer i know uh, here, look the- here's my thing we already got an excellent haunted mansion movie oh boy here we just go. last year with one of my favorite properties the muppets i thought it was excellent oh, yeah so oh are, you're kidding me so you finally watched it, was it really good i thought it, I, that I watched was that not okay. good oh uh, i thought it was great the, Look, i love the muppets and, and i love haunted mansion but <laughs> i thought all the humans I, I you know i like the i love the muppets there's not enough muppets in it I, all, all the human interaction <laughs> that movie is so forced and weird and oh, just not oh. good. Great Gonzo narrative. It gave us the the, the Gonzo the, stuff was fun, but like, where is everybody else? I don't know. It just felt it felt like, you know what it felt like to me? It felt like we're gonna lose the rights. We got <laughs> we got rush the movie out. <laughs> That's what it felt like. If you watch it, it feels like they rushed this thing out. Like they couldn't even. It's like we couldn't secure Kermit for the whole movie because we just said this came out like really quickly. I mean, look, I'm also an unreliable narrator for them. Well, that's not true because I'll full on admit, like I don't like Muppets like from space. Pretty critical, yeah, yeah. I'm actually pretty critical of the Muppets. I thought I found it heartwarming. I thought Gonzo had a great narrative of acceptance and trying to find himself. And you get some. You got some of the uh, the haunted mansion. Um, official ghosts. You get you get all the guys you just named the Hatbox Ghosts, all that stuff. You get them, but you know you get them in the form of Fozzie Bear. You get them in the form of Statler and Waldorf. I thought it was excellent. I'm not saying this one won't be good, but I, I have my Haunted Mansion movie. Mac Counter on Disney Plus. <laughs> I to, like all you, you have to do yeah, is watch the movie. I, I, yeah. I don't have to make it make up your own mind. But <laughs> what I, is it? Like sixty five minutes? Was not good. I was like, yeah, it's like yeah, it's, I, it's short. I was like, well, I watched that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's kind of how I feel with most of the stuff that's on Disney Plus. To be fair. You know, it's like, oh wow, another Home Alone. That was necessary. Mm. There's another Home Alone. I'd- yeah, oh, yeah, man. I, I watched this great 15 minute Oof. video on this person dissecting the movie. I'll, I'll send it to you later on. Oh Jesus mic. Christ! Not, not good. I'm guessing. Oh wait, before we move on. Oh, oh we're Wilson. not moving on. 
Oh yeah, Owen Wilson, another another uh, haunted, haunted mansion movie that he's doing, The Haunting. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> and that was your favorite. You like that better than the '60s one, the Robert Wise movie. Uh, you a big fan of that uh, one, Jane Dubon. That's literally the, the, the absolute Jane complete Dubon. opposite Jane Dubon. of all time. I Jane so not, that statement. I'm not a big fan of that, but I will say, I just don't think this works as a movie. Like I, like when you think about the Haunted Mansion, the thing I love about the, I mean, at least. Well, I guess both iterations of it. I'm really obsessed with this ride. I've, I've read books about it. I, I, I have like my, my house is just covered with this shit. So like I'm, I should be really excited for this, but I'm not because I just don't it's think it needs comedy. to be a movie. Well, it doesn't need to be. It's, it's weird because it's like the ride itself does the tonal things because you're feeling those emotions because you're in the, mo- the moment. But in the in the altogether it still is creepy like there's still something yeah. altogether creepy about the haunted mansion like as much as it has tongue-in-cheek humor to it it still is creepy and that's really hard to put forward you know on screen like i would say like the only person that could possibly even do it would have been like i don't know tim burton in like 1988 and i just don't think that even then it would work because what's so cool about the haunted mansion is that like there is no real through line. Like there's just all these weird ideas that are jumbled into a one house that when you really try to make sense of it all. And I've, I've watched like historians of Disney try to make sense of it all. Like it doesn't because that's, what's so cool about it. Like you don't have answers for it. It's all just like sort of weird mysteries that like, why are all these people are there? Like, why are they exist? Like, what's the bride? What is this? Like, it's all like this weird pretzel. Here's the thing, Mike, there are answers to all that. But that is not the thing that makes it scary. Like, yes, you can go and you can research, and yes, there's a storyline that that that's told throughout, and there's you can find all that stuff. Disney has flushed it out over the over the years. But that's not scary. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want to yeah. see them explain the ghosts. I don't think this I, is supposed I, to be scary. I, it's though. not going to be I, it's exactly. Not. It's just yeah. going to be another comedy. And as we know, the last two worked really well. So we'll see how this one goes. Yeah, I mean. It's it's you can't you can't uh, specify any of the stuff that's in there. It's much better when you just kind of see it piecemeal. So well, we'll know. We'll go watch the trailer. Maybe the trailer will be the, the good thing about it. You know. Yeah, we'll it'll see. all be like as if you're watching on the ride. You know. We shall see. But uh, we got another haunting in September. A haunting in Venice. <laughs> I can't believe this is even on the list. Well, I put it on there because because I'm uh, well. The okay. thing, I'm curious because Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Okay. Where are you at? Where is he on the Gerbalytics, by the way? Well, here's the thing about this movie. This is another Hercule Poirot movie. Yeah. But what did in the first two movies is the location CGI nightmare. Okay. Of Death of the Nile and Murder on the Orient Express. This is a self-contained movie that I believe just takes place. The story is a haunting in Venice. It's based on Halloween party. The story's got a different name. It's a, the novel is called Halloween Party. Halloween Party, mm-hmm. but it's another Hercule Poirot um, adaptation. But I think it just takes place at like a Halloween party. So now we get to dispense of all the bad location CGI green screen BS and right. just focus on the story itself. It looks like the cast is not this over the top all star cast because honestly, whether you like or whether you like or dislike the movies or not, the Benoit Benoit Blanc movies have kind of taken over that mode. Mm-hmm even though they're yeah, obviously inspired by the Agatha Christie stories. So, I mean, the, the Kenneth Bran- I, that's a whole other story with Kenneth Branagh. Like, I think he made some of the greatest movies I will ever see in my life in the yeah. 90s, honestly. And just fell off. It happens to all these... We've talked all the time. Sometimes directors just peak early, and sometimes they kind of maintain a decent career, and sometimes they just 
don't have the opportunities or whatever they're given, they just they flounder. And I hope this is some type of a like a minimal, no pressure. Don't worry about box office, haunting in Venice. Let's see what you can do. Good cast. It's the situation where I think it, I think Kent Brown just it just gets everything he wants now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I think if he was given restrictions, if they were like, okay, here, make this movie for this much money. Because when he was doing that with those earlier films in the nineties, they're really good. I wanted to look at this. Doesn't this, does Patrick Doyle do the music to these films? I do not know that. I have, I have not looked that. Um, but Michelle Yeoh's in it. Tina Fey, Jamie Dornan, uh, Kelly Riley from Yellowstone, Yellowstone. fame now. Lover, yeah. And a handful of other folks that I don't recognize. Kyle Allen. I mean, it's weird because this guy, this should work on paper. I mean, it, it all sounds like this is like right in Brana's wheelhouse. I mean, the only reason why I put it on there is because it seems like this is going to take on more of like a, a, a fun spooky slant as opposed to the prior two, which seems to be a little more strictly like mystery, which honestly should have worked. But, you know, I, I think honestly the second one got a little more derailed just because of the whole army hammer. Well, shit. here's the, here's your thing. Why. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not joking. Like if you watch, you get film nerdy here, you watch the trailer to that death on the Nile Brana version, and then either watch the trailer or watch the death on the Nile from the seventies where it's they're literally at those locations. Yeah, I know. And that's it makes problem. all the difference in the world. It just does. Yeah. Yeah. It just does. It's like, it feels uh, like you're like on a ride. I think not a fun ride when you're when you're this, watching these Brana entries, you know? With this releasing in September coming up on spooky season, I mm. think that that'll be fun. And if it all does take place essentially in a house at a Halloween party, cool. Cool. I mean, it'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's a fun entry. And the good thing that the good thing about these kinds of films is that they it doesn't matter if the last two are bad because they're all standalone stories essentially. Just one character is crossing over. So if this story is good and it works, great. Then we can just you know we can take that and and, and leave with that good film. So, it would be cool if we'll at see. the end of it, like you know, because this is an Agatha Christie story. We, we find out who actually did throw the party and uh, it turns out it was, was Army Hammer, like the real Army Hammer and he's uh, serving Terrifying. everyone there, you know, he's just <laughs> like, he's serving up, uh, yeah. he's like, I hope you know? enjoyed the food. Yeah, so yeah, he's serving up slabs of uh, <laughs> you know? human ribs. Yeah, and he's eating his co-star from, you know, Call Me By Your Name who was a, Hannibal, a cannibal last year in the, the Bones, Bones and All, which you saw, Timothée right? Timothée Chalamet. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times and uh, Michael Green wrote the screenplay for all three of these and it's it's baffling to me Weird. that these didn't work because he also co-wrote logan with james mangold which i think is one of the best scripts in the last 10 years i just oh, fucking yeah. great movie well the first movie was a huge I, hit from what i remember that's why they actually greenlit sequels but yeah and then of course the death of the now came out and during the pandemic right. i didn't bother seeing i heard it wasn't good anyway but then obviously a lot of the cast of that movie were, were going through some issues at the time so didn't do them very. Uh, didn't do me favors. Well, yeah. he, it seems like he needs the like a, he- a heavyweight with him because he also wrote Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but he also wrote that with Hampton Fancher. So yeah, you know, and maybe he just needs a pairing. I think I, it's but, difficult to adapt Agatha Christie and try to put a modern spin on it while still mm-hmm. keeping it in that time period. Yep. Yeah, I think you don't try to modernize it; just keep it in the time period. I agree. And keep it and stay strict to the language, and let the. Let the book speak for itself. Those books are, are renowned for a reason, you know? Well, I'm glad you said that, Mac, because I I really do wish the books just spoke for themselves when it comes to the Exorcist franchise, because they did. William Freakin's adaptation, which is 50 years old this year. 
crazy. It it really did speak for itself. So the, so much so that you didn't need any sequels, but we got them anyway, and we're getting more. We're getting three more by guess what? <laughs> you know I'm on this podcast because this podcast wouldn't exist without our very own Cy, David Gordon Green. He's doing three of these movies, three fucking Exorcist movies. Here's a question. Given our opinions of Halloween ends, well, that's what I'm, yeah. how do you feel about this? Well, do you want me to yeah. jump in here, Mike? Yeah, go for it. Here's the story credit. Oh, Not yeah. the screenplay, the story credit. David Gordon Green, Dan McBride, and Scott Teams, the Halloween oh, you, Kills crew. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It was, co- but, the, but they did not write any of it. David Gordon Green co-wrote it with Peter Sattler. Whose only other credit I found was that Camp X-Ray movie. It was like a military movie with Kristen Stewart eight years ago. Okay, well, <laughs> if William Peter Blatty, yeah, couldn't get it, like he, I guess he got it closest, right? Although, like I, you know, if we're looking on horror Twitter, Exorcist Three is the greatest out of all of them, which is well, I mean, but the ridiculous. book Legion is awesome. <laughs> Legion's great, yeah. I, I, I but, like the movie but, too, but it's yeah. Uh, but not the, book. The, the, first not, one the, book, is... the books are great, but like you know, the first one is such a is such a bar. That it just seems silly to think that we could ever, you know, even reach that height again. And also, this is coming after what, like, thirty fucking possession movies that we've gotten in the last yeah. twenty years. I, yep. I just, I, yeah. I don't. What are you going to do that's new to this? And like, also, what is it that Blumhouse sees in this beyond IP? Like, I, I just don't know. They just want to get their hands on everything at this point and do it all, whether it's good or bad, because they could say we've done it all. It's a, you know, I mean, this is the house that you know we did. All these it, franchises in. I mean, look, the bomb, the, the they're pro- making Exorcist trilogy, and the bottom line is that the William Peter Blatty, you count the ninth configuration, mm-hmm. the trilogy of books he wrote, the only exorcism that takes place at all is in the very first book and the very mm-hmm. first movie. Even Exorcist Three, the movie, in his original cut, there is no Nicole Williamson priest. There is no exorcism at all. Yeah. I mean, it's just... We've done, like you said, Mike, we've done this for, for the last 50 years. We've had 50 different iterations of this. Yeah, television series. I, I, I just feel like there's, it's such a one note thing. And if you don't lean on the actual like religious aspects of that kind of horror, that kind of reality horror for a lot of people that believe in that, I don't, and you're doing tongue in cheek. Danny McBride stuff. And look, I love Danny McBride, David Gordon Green on other levels. But, but, but helming this, it's just like, I just don't, I don't know. I'm just really not interested. And for this to be, I'd never thought I'd say that I'm more looking, looking more forward to Saw 10 than the Exorcist <laughs> remake. I'm glad you brought that up because that's uh, the next one for us. Well, we should say though, just, this is going to have Ellen Burstyn is back as Chris. It McNeil. is. Yeah. So this is literally not a, like a remake or anything. This is going to be a continuation. So, yeah, it's of continuation. The Exorcist. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I agree. And of man. course, it's called The Exorcist. Yeah, which means that the next one are probably be called Exorcist two and three. Just like I don't know. Um, Exorcist two and three that Exorcist were already fucking two, released. The heretic, and yeah. Exorcist three, I, I, Exorcist kills. I, I'm so over that shit. But I, 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 I mean, I put it on here because it's arguably going to be one of the biggest movies. Talked oh, we're going to cover the hell of it. I mean, yeah, I'm going to see yeah. it. I mean, but. I don't know if I will because, as you all know, um, I the, my favorite Exorcist sequel is Leap of Faith, which is currently available on Shutter. Uh, it's a do- <laughs> documentary about the Exorcist that you can watch. Um, I've seen it many I, times. I legit um, thought you were making a joke about the Steve Martin movie. I, we always I, do. I, I, know, I, know. I, always, I always think that. I, I really wish they would have called it something else, but it's a, it's a great <laughs> documentary. I pro- I've seen it 
if I had to rank the movies I've seen in, in my life, the amount of times, the number of times, it's somewhere in the top ten for me because I fall asleep to it because I just love I love listening to William Freakin. And well, let I, me. This this is something to do with this actually. There's another Exorcist movie coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, please go for it. This is this. Is, on, I should have put this one on. It's well, no, no. Oh no, it's no, not out, this one. Yeah, no, never mind. I know what you're talking about. Okay, it's coming out April seventh. It's called The Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, and it's based on Father Gabriel Amorth, Chief Exorcist for the Vatican, who battles Satan. Blah 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 blah. William Friedkin put out a documentary about mm-hmm. five, ten years ago called The Devil and Father Amorth, and it's about this guy. Yeah. And it's the biggest load of bullshit I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. You sound like Friedkin when you're saying that. <laughs> it's I mean, I bullshit. watched it. I watched it's it. Bullshit. It's bullshit. It, it, it's, it's very... Um... Mike, they, he literally distorted the woman's voice. Oh, I didn't the know that. Okay. Oh, wow. I watched right. the original footage of it on Vanity Fair... And she just sounds like a normal woman freaking out. And then he says he didn't alter any any of the the the, the voice. And I, I my, my mind my mind was blown. I was just like, are you that desperate to convince people of your like? Anyways, a whole that's a whole other fucking side well, note. But uh, anyway, I'm not gonna be seeing the Pope's Exorcist. With Russell I Crow. won't be seeing that either. And uh, unfortunately, Russell Crowe continues to be in movies that I haven't seen in theaters. Yeah, Give me yep, nice guys too. Best. Give me nice guys too. I want that. Another sequel, though, Mac already mentioned it, Saw mm. X, 1027. Saw X. <laughs> Kevin Grudart directed Saw 6 and Saw the Final Chapter. And X. Mike was the editor of the first five movies and he edited the Jigsaw. He's, he's okay, had, so he's had his hand in the pie except for Spiral, the whole deal. So he's edited Jigsaw, which is probably my favorite Saw movie. But I would agree. <laughs> I agree. He didn't direct it, which, which we, we got him back, but it was written by. Josh Stolberg and Peter Goldfinger, who did write Jigsaw and Spiral. So we're going to get at least some quality here. I kind of wish Darren Lumen Bowsman would have come back, but yeah, I'm sure he's involved. Though, right? He's got to be someone involved. What do we think about Sax other than the fact that if we don't get Strom, we revolt? <laughs> well, the great thing about this film is that, you know, they there's not a lot of information about it yet. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of days before they announce Strom's back. Back. Also, with Tobin <laughs> Bell coming back, with Tobin Bell That's coming the key back, right there is Bell's back. All I all I care about is I want to see some piggy saw and some Billy saw. Yeah, You're gonna yeah. See I want to get Billy back. Look, get Billy boy back, and that's all I care about. As I see that doll, I'm I'm in. If it's Saw again, I'm always excited for a new Saw movie. And I, I thought Spiral was decent. Like I didn't hate it or anything. I I think the Saw movie was movies, a letdown for me, but and some interesting swings. I but. was I yeah. I mean, I wanted it to be more, I guess, prestige horror. Like they marketed it, and then it just kind of felt like a half baked Saw movie. But I didn't mm-hmm. hate it. But point being, I'm always down for Saw. I wait. Do you say do you do want the piggy? Put the police. Well, we want piggy, piggy back. Or, we want no, 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 no. Bring the original piggy. The piggy mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that little piggy police puppet too. Yeah, let's get I, all of them I in there into the. I didn't mind <laughs> that. I didn't mind that. But what I did mind was it's it's clear replacement of Billy. Yeah, it's no I, Billy. I, it's I'm no sorry. Billy. Bill, a picture of Billy on a corkboard and the police it ain't gonna. It doesn't count it for <laughs> Look, me. But it's the not problem a is, movie, is they, okay? they need to lean in and finally mention, and finally confirm what we've been saying all along is that Billy is its own. It's not a puppet. Billy is real. <laughs> this might be and your al- alley. And, he, and, and he's <laughs> an actual—he's an actual uh, living uh, being that's embodiment oh of Saw. So, what's the, Mike, dumb, what's the confirm... dumb dummy movie that we watched? Uh, that's like connected to this the, the, about the dummy. Mm, what is this? Okay, well, what, I think what are you saying? 
What's yeah, that movie that we watched with the dummy? Dummy it's starring the same uh, universe. Billy and... is like on the ground in that oh, back scene. Uh, Dead Silence. Oh, yeah. Dead yeah. Silence. Dead Silence is more oh, of a saw movie because it actually has Billy in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more well, than we, Spiral. Well, we want to make sure that we we finally get what we deserve, which is that Billy is a living uh, embodiment uh, no, I you were of Saw. Say, Mike, that we need to confirm. Because these people out there on Twitter are like, no, Strom definitely no, got well, crushed. No, we know that. Look, I'm not. Like, no, we don't need alive. to confirm that. No, no, we, we yeah, we've already confirmed that Strom is alive and Strom <laughs> is out there. <laughs> we've confirmed it. We over. got likes. Uh, we got no, likes I, from multiple people, um, and it seems as if that was confirmation enough. So that's all. Right. I'm, I'm here. I I'm reading some some stuff here on okay. the internet. Oh, that says like that one. that John Kramer. Will be that his soul passed into the body of Billy. Okay, I, I hope so. This is what reality. I want. I want this and to that, happen, and that that way it's like Billy and Kramer are one and the same and forever. And yeah. you know what I want? All I right. want the ending. I want the ending of Dummy uh, X. We, Mac is losing it. All right, now. we've lost it. We've really anyway. just gone off the deep end. Wait, wait, All right, no, what, what was the show on HBO? The show I'm blanking. Uh, no, uh, with the, about Car- death. About Carnival. death. Deadwood. Oh, dead or alive? No, no <laughs> about like the funeral me. home. Oh, dead six like feet me. under. So you want to have six a crossover with six feet, six feet under, under ending? But I want Billy to be like the one, like oh, okay. Inst- you know what I mean? With, with like the montage ending of seeing everybody, but it's like everybody surrounding Billy. Oh. It's like Billy. I want I want a Sopranos like ending with Billy like sitting there with his with with John Kramer and they're eating uh you know some onion, onion rings, rings together, and then all of a sudden you see Strom walk by and you kind of think like, well, is Strom going to finally get uh you know is he finally going to get Kramer at this point? Strom mm-hmm. as man in members only jacket. It'd be <laughs> great. Is this know? the part in the podcast where we once again thank all of the people who've been listening to us? For I know six this, years is, and the, this is if you are still incredible. listening and you're excited for our 10th pick congratulations <laughs> because it's probably the best one that we have that on this one list of us. <laughs> 10 speaking of x x mm. x x my x gotta get used to that 10 maxine yes mac ma triple x in ty west mia goth vin Pearl, diesel x vin diesel yeah she's he's gonna <laughs> be in cube. it too yeah we have we know next to nothing about this, probably because uh, it, it hasn't even been filmed yet. I don't think. I am so excited for this after seeing Pearl. This is if it is. I mean, it is confirmed that's coming out this year, right? It's definitely going to be. I think Mike. I'll double check, but I think that they have. They've they began tr- or maybe even wrapped. wrapped they the wrapped production. They have a trailer I'll for it, or like a teaser from. Well, a teaser. It was a teaser, but it wasn't yeah, really so much of the movie. I just wonder if it's 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 easily it started production in Los Angeles. So that was October, so they probably did yeah. wrap then at this point. Okay, go. so then hey, I, I ate my crow. It's it's done. So it's definitely coming out next year, which is or with this year, I mean, which is fucking exciting. I I didn't you know didn't think that we were going to get three Ty West movies in a in a single calendar year, but here we are, and possibly three of his best too. I mean, I, I don't know. I think. I I always love House of the uh, Devil, but like Pearl was on another level for me. I like and Pearl, but yeah. I mean, X I'd have to rewatch because I. But I this I'm just excited to see what he keeps doing, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I love that this they are all operating in different time periods with different aesthetics. And like I said this on the last episode, I just feel like we are really seeing Ty West, the alter, the visionary, all that. I don't use those words lightly. Um, I I just think we're getting such a visual identity from him in all these movies. And it just feels like he's getting to spread his wings and do exactly what he wants to do. And once again, no small feat for any filmmaker. So I'm stoked for it. I'm probably the odd man out on this, on the pod in terms of these films. I, I, I thought X was all right. And I thought, I thought Pearl was better. 
but I didn't like love it and I didn't lose my mind over it. Now, having said that, I agree with Dan. I it's absolutely his visual style, his thing, and he's leaning into it. And I'm I'm excited to see where he goes with the next one. You know, it was it's they were really fun film experiences that I got to have with y'all in the theater, and I am just as much looking forward to the next one because, like Dan said, they're all like completely different from the other. So, yeah. you know, maybe this will be the one that really wins me over. But would you uh, be? Would you be excited, Mac, if they... Because it's in the 80s, right? This one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's in the, the porn industry. L.A. in the 80s. And they say, oh, we have a, a new a new hot young buck on the scene. Bring him in. And it's Billy the Puppet. Oh, <laughs> man. The- Are you fucking kidding me? I, I just... If you, if, you give me, if you give me Billy the Puppet, but like puppeteered by like the Henson folks, and he's just kind of like strolling, and he's oh, got God. sunglasses on. <laughs> Little coke on his nose? Yes, of course. I don't know why they haven't done it. <laughs> the interview with Ty West, well, he's like, is... I, I don't know why we didn't think of it before, but I, I really, <laughs> ab- abandoning my style and everything that made the first two films, we yeah. decided to bring Billy into this. I was kind of going on a run there, but we decided to uh, just sell it all out to the Saw franchise. And, uh, you know, hey, Illegally the X is there. from Twisted Pictures. No, it, my hope yeah. for this is that you combine American Gigolo yeah. with the movie Angel. Yeah, that'd be great. And, like, Abel Ferrara's aesthetic, but in L.A. and not New York. Like, that like the drill killer. But I think you do, like, yeah, an After Hours. Yeah. Five, I think you, you do, know, like, those. a... Like an after hours thing with, you know, like Mia Goth, like, yeah, running around the city. I don't know. <laughs> Just, Just like having experiences. Like, I don't know. That's the, the most exciting about thing about these, this, you know, the fact that we didn't even know this existed, you know, seven months ago is pretty fucking, or six months ago. It's pretty fucking yeah. wild. So keep them coming, Ty. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's our, it's a weird 10. In hindsight, probably would have uh, not picked some of these that we had on here. But uh, <laughs> hey, they led to some fun discussions. And I got I think my honorable had... mention. I got to mention, though. I, well, we got uh, that's what I wanted to ask. Do we yeah. have some honorable mentions that we want to throw out there? Because there are a lot of other movies. This is a year. I mean, horror is back, just like the movies are back because our, <laughs> our hero, Tom Cruise, brought him back last summer. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be able to have some fun in the playground that is horror, the horror playground. So, Justin, what are some honorable mentions that you The have one that, that stood out mention? the most. That I really didn't know about was yeah. the last voyage of the Demeter. Yeah, I, I pronounced that right. Yeah, and it's an adaptation of the Captain's Log, which is a In chapter Dracula? from Dracula. Yeah, and it's about the ship that's transporting Dracula and Renfield from the UK to, or from his you know, Transylvania to where the the book takes place. And he's got a nasty um, director too, Andre Overwall. Andre Overwall, who did yeah. uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe and. Love it. So look, scary stories to tell in the dark. The through line sucks, but like the, I thought the actual stories that were adapted were pretty effective. I agree. Yeah, but this I like got, that concept. That sounds cool. Well, and and the the person playing Dracula is Javier Botet, who plays. He, he doesn't really speak. He plays like the Slender Man. He plays like the really gangly people in movies. So I don't think he's going to speak at all. I think no. this is going to be mostly about people are disappearing on this ship. It'd be creepy. And it's going to be yeah. like a suspense thriller. That is interesting to me, as opposed to like. Oh my God, Nicolas Cage! Look what he's wearing. You know, well, like, yeah. I, I, look, I put that. I had to put Renfield on there because everyone's going to be talking about Nicolas Cage. No, no, so, well, I'm, you I'm know. just saying my yeah. personal feeling is like I, I'm more interested in this type of a movie oh, than easily. Nicolas Cage is overdoing it again. Yeah, I mean, horror wise, of course. Yeah, I oh, mean, Max and Ryan. honestly, it it sucks too because it's like I, he was supposed to do the long walk, 
And I think this yeah. is the project that he hopped on yeah. to pivot away from it. So I'm hoping he comes back because overall is great. I mean, I think he's a really solid fucking director and yeah. I, we need more of him. But Mac, honorable mention from you. Honorable mention. Yeah, I don't know how this didn't make the list. Alec's back. Oh, man. Oh, the, fuck that movie. <laughs> None too. Oh, I mean, hot. come on. I mean, you got the director of The Curse of La Llorona and The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. What can possibly go wrong? I, I mean, know. this is the makings of a greatness. Uh, Listen, you guys can put this movie down, but <laughs> The Nun is, that is a scary looking nun in a frame. Valak <laughs> will enter your bodies uh, this eve if well, you be, don't give, give it your blessing. This will be the scariest thing to happen to the, the Catholic Church since Todd McCarthy's spotlight. So hey, uh, I, I, I would... One more thing. <laughs> I mentioned earlier Justin Simeon is doing um, the Haunted Mansion movie. We're kind of like, oh, this isn't like a... You know, Barry Jenkins doing Lion King. Well, I mm-hmm. was kind of taken aback when I found out who was directing Meg to the Trench. I know, it's wild. Ben Wheatley. Right? Yeah. Who did Kill List and these other movies is now doing the sequel to Meg. Like, I mean, life comes at you fast in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, it really does. Hey, you know, James Cameron did Piranha too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't like before, after yeah. Terminator 2. Or <laughs> yeah. like yeah. the abyss. <laughs> Or even the Terminator, or the Terminator. Yeah, well, hey, Sam true. Raimi, right? Did Crime Wave after? Did anyone yeah. see Meg? Meg, no, no good. Meg Same is no good. And I like. I used to love the book. Like Steve Alton's book is fucking great. And I've read. Well, this, I've actually this read. This is some also sequels. based on a book. The I know. Oh, is it the trench? The trench is called the trench. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, since the first one had nothing to do with the original book, really, um, <laughs> it'll, I'm really excited that they, they lean on the trench here. Oh Lord. Oh Lord, I'm glad we left that one off though. But uh, Caffrey, what about what about you? Is there a, is there a film I that mean, we didn't? I don't know. I'm not. I don't think it's going to be very good. But it is my favorite Stephen King book. So mm. Salem's Lot. I mean, just for out of curiosity, is it going to yeah. happen? We'll have to talk about it on the Losers Club if it does. Yeah. Is it going to come out? Yeah, no, that's. <laughs> I, I, I know. I think just to see it to its natural endpoint, I have no reason to be excited about it right now. But you know, I'll I'll check it out. If, it, yeah. if and when it does get released. I will be checking out Knock at the Cabin. Not sure I'm on. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's some, there's some uh, Twitter controversy, though, because it's... Oh, because uh, Paul Trimley's not getting the credit or whatever. And... I don't know. I sort of understand... Well, that's Why how Shyamalan's thing is. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, yeah. and I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I saw him, Paul Tremblay, weigh in about it, and... It sounds like he got paid handsomely for it. Yeah, I don't know. I maybe he's gonna be I'd just still be fine. fucking pissed. I mean, come on. Yeah, like, yeah. If, imagine if it was your book and they're like putting your money, the movie out there, and you, I mean, granted, I'm sure they'll have a tie in, but it's your. It you is know, weird that's not saying based on the novel by. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Especially if you're following, like, you know, you got Stephen what King. What contract out there. did he sign, though? Because you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like a pretty basic thing that you would want to keep a look at. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, you know, someone who would love to get paid to have a shit adapt into movies one day. Maybe I'm just like, Oh, that would be cool. I, I don't know. I see, you know what? I see both sides of the story. Um, Maybe it was visited by the cowboy and Mulholland drive. And was just like, you're not going to get your name on the poster. Look, oh Lord. Honestly, the, would the mean dude, nothing to the me. Dude's probably, it, so. the dude's probably lucky <laughs> right. oh. because if this movie tanks or doesn't do good, because it's not like M. Night has a great track record. Yeah. Then he can, then he doesn't have to walk away with his name associated to it on every poster. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I, I haven't yeah. read the book. I hear, I hear it's, I read, did he do Head Full of Ghosts, right, Paul Trevor? Yeah, yeah. I read that. I wasn't as crazy about it as everyone else was. It was interesting. I don't know if he kind of falls into that, like, not abstract horror. I find a lot of horror fiction to be a little vaguely described, if that makes sense, and I mm-hmm. kind of felt that way about that book. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'll see it. 
I what I hope with it is that we get kind of like what happened with the Black Phone, where it is a success and we get more original horror fiction that's adapted because I, mm. I want that more. I want these original stories to come out, especially if they're pulled from source material. Because I mean, like the the, the thing that's so you know infuriating is the fact that you know, we all say, oh, there's no stories out there. And it's like, yeah, but there's millions of books published like in the last 20, 30 years. Like just go start, start adapting them. Like go do like, I mean, you guys love Nick Cutter. Like there's, they're just sitting there waiting and I feel you guys have talked about the troop for fucking ever. So it's I like, can't I'm surprised the troop that that hasn't adapted. happened. It's so really ready for it, man. It's like, it's crazy to me. So I'm, I mean, Little you know, Heaven's already been adapted by, you know, movies that came out before the book was written. That's a shot fired, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I, mean, I, I, I missed heaven's you a little. Like, it's just like, it's fucking oh, it's little Jim heaven. Jones. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. a sacrament. It's, it's, it's the same exact story. I don't know what he was thinking there. Yeah, a little um, heaven. I mean, I, The Troop is probably the only one of his books that I unequivocally think is just a classic. Like, I mean, The Troop is the scariest book I've read in the past decade. Mm. I like some of the other ones okay, but he hasn't, he hasn't replicated that for me just yet. But uh, maybe he mm. will. Who knows? Well, there's also one that I'll mention... I really, really, really did love Dashcam last year, and mm, uh, I need to see it. So. And it's it's a fucking it's a blast. So. It's a it's a blast. It's it's a it is just a speed of adrenaline. It's a shot of adrenaline, really. You know, my boy Rob Savage did that, and he's doing the Boogeyman, and I'm really intrigued to see what happens there with his adaptation, which I believe is going to be coming out maybe first or second quarter. I think it's going to be hitting Hulu. That's the Stephen mm-hmm. King adaptation. It seems more like to be a sequel to the story. Yeah, the plots interesting it's not like yeah, it, the, yeah it's not it's nothing like the, the original short story but i i have a lot of faith in him just because i think that uh he's two for two for me like i, I loved host and i loved uh dash cam so i'm i'm very i don't know if you can lean into the sort of peripheral shit that he does and also just kind of go against your expectations like I, I don't know it could be it be it could be a lot of fun other than that i mean there's a lot of room there, right? It's not like there's like five boogeyman movies, but you no. know what I mean? Like I think no one's gonna be judging it on well, anything else, you know. So hopefully it's an interesting take. I think in summary, I'd be interested to go back and listen to our twenty twenty two preview because I guarantee most of the movies we mentioned did not even make our top ten. I'm I sure. feel like there's, there's gonna be so many surprises this year, like yeah, there always totally. are. Yeah, there's totally. no way we were like, oh, bar- this movie called Barbarians coming out in ten months. Like, there's no. Way oh yeah, we, we had no. Barbarian. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no way we. I mean, we didn't know Pearl was even happening. That's the exciting thing about the year as it goes on is that there will be surprises that we have never heard of. You know, I want to make a prediction, and I'm going to say that uh, <laughs> Scream Six, Evil Dead Rise, and Maxine will somehow be in my top ten. I would. I'm going to go. I want to throw that out right now. In I'm terms gonna, of, I'm going to say the 10. same. I'm going to say yeah. the same. I th- I'm feeling p- those are the most ones I feel the most confident about right now going forward. What about you, Caffrey? 65. Yeah, so I, th- I figured, yeah. <laughs> 65. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and maybe say The Exorcist. I don't know. I'm just, I have good know. faith. I have good faith with from uh, the Halloween Ends run. Maybe they'll be allowed just to do their thing right off the bat, and that could be cool. It's tough because mm-hmm. the Exorcist universe doesn't beg for expansion in the way that halloween does and there haven't been i mean there's been some bad exorcist movies but we haven't gotten like a string of timelines and all this other stuff actually the last iteration that tv show is pretty good so it's not like i'm jonesing for it but halloween ends got me interested enough in what they're doing with existing horror properties to get to be excited for and then probably scream i'll Mm. say the exorcist is a dark horse then 65 scream and maxine yeah. Max scene. Max scene. Max scene. Oh, that, that Demeter movie sounds cool too. I didn't even know about that. 
Yeah, I'll throw true. in Outwaters too. That's because mm-hmm. I, I think that seems right in my wheelhouse. Mac, what about you? In your, what, what, in your top ten horror films? I, I, I don't know because it just seems like it's. It seems like the two things I love the most in horror are converging. Revival and found footage, and based found on the, footage, but based on the pulse that it has right now, I don't know. It's it's got to really be fucking bad to like uh, to to flop in my opinion. But Mac, what about you? What is the ones? That, what are the ones that you think are going to carry to the end? I think Skinnerink. Saw mm. ten. Never thought I'd say that. <laughs> Just pure entertainment value. Yeah. And yeah, Evil Dead Rise and Scream Six. And, and I mean, I have no reason to believe that either of those movies are not going to be in the top ten. I mean, everything else, I think we gave a real hard time, or we were really like kind of yeah. dicey on the yeah. rest of this list. I mean, the Outwaters is a, is an outlier. I don't know. That yeah, could just totally true. wow me. I just don't. I have. I but I don't have any like previous films that I could be like. Okay, well, yeah, it's going to be good because so and so is working on it. No, I just I have. That's an unknown factor for me. So yeah. What about yeah. Dial of Destiny? Hey, Dial of Destiny is probably going to be number one on my horror list. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk real quick because we mentioned at the top we are going to be doing a spinoff for Indiana Jones and uh, Fortune and Glory. This is something that we've been kicking around for years now. I want to say it's, we're approaching what, almost three years since we discussed doing wanting to do this because yeah, the minute totally. this was announced, because I, I feel like Indy 5, obviously it's been in development hell for a while, but it was what, late pandemic 2020 when we finally found out that James Mangold, I remember it was right around your birthday, Justin, in 2020, I think, or maybe it was 2020. I, when we, I remember being at Cork Lounge and we heard about James Mangold like getting attached and Spielberg was no more. And at that point I was like, <laughs> like he, like he perished. Well, he's well, like yeah, no more. last crusade. Exactly. He's no just more. like, Oh, Joe's poorly. I'm, I'm very intrigued by this and I love mangled. And I, I loved Ford versus Ferrari. I loved Logan. I love a lot of his work. Three ten to Yuma. I just feel good about this. And I never thought I'd say that, especially after King of the crystal skull, which is one of my least favorite sequels of all time. Mac, Indy, is this going to be the most precious franchise that we've ever talked about on a on a podcast? I think for us, I mean, this isn't like, you know, we grew up with all these horror films and these fr- horror franchises, but I mean, I was born and bred on these films. Yeah. <laughs> like these are, this is, this is kind of like the Holy Grail, um, not the oversell our episodes on it. I know, but, right? But it is in terms of entertainment and just fun factor, I just think we're gonna have a blast doing this. We know these films front to back, up and down. I mean, I have we've lived with these films for so long that it's just gonna be an absolute joy to go through it. Uh and I think that we're gonna be able to bring a lot of our own personal experiences with these films to the podcast, which I think is going to feel really uh, fun and intimate in a way that I think will connect with a lot of fans of the franchise. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm just super excited. I mean, I, I already read Raiders, and <laughs> I'm re- I'm just already I started doing research so long ago, and I'm just ready to go. You re- you read the adaptation? I read the adaptation. Oh, I started man. I started reading Temple. You know, at, not the people have to do this. I just I was just really excited. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I just grabbed them and I started doing it. So yeah. it is fun. It's fun already, and and I'm I'm just really excited. Justo, I mean, everybody buried the lead. I, I, we can announce it now, I guess. Is that we got on every single episode? Harrison Ford, George Lucas, <laughs> and Steven Spielberg are going to be joining us. They are, yeah, yeah. 
they're that's recreating really exciting. their scene. <laughs> they're they're recreating their uh, script uh, uh, pitch uh, meeting. Uh, I on, think on the podcast. I mean, you're, you're joking. You're, you're nervous energy, but I mean, it's incredible. We got the three of them to sit with um, us like three hours a month to talk about those all those movies. So I mean. <laughs> I I'm like pinching myself now. Thinking I mean, about Larry it. and I are uh, on first name basis at this point. And mm-hmm. he, he texted me earlier and he was like, Oh, he hey, dropped gonna... out. Oh, he did. He said, oh. he heard what I said about solo. He didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Well, he, I, I, I want him back. Cause you know, I know Vanderbilt and I are huge solo heads, so we'll get him back on him. No, Maybe we'll bring mean, back his listen, son. This is uh, especially those first three movies. I love those first three movies. I can't wait to talk about them. And with Dove Destiny, honestly, it goes all the way back to the impetus of, of the Halloweenies podcast is that I'm not necessarily in it for Indiana Jones at this point. I'm in it for who's directing it. Much like, you know, oh, David Gordon Green's doing this Halloween. That's interesting. Oh, James yeah. Mangold's doing this Indiana Jones. That's interesting. So just give me, honestly, just give me a good movie. I don't need it to, nor do I expect it to reach the, the, the original trilogy. I, yeah. Just be better. Yeah. And honestly, don't just be better than Kingdom of Crystal Skull because that's that's low hanging fruit. Yeah, be a good movie. Competent I don't need it to film. be great. Just be a good outro. Good, you know, yeah. be a good farewell. Yeah, yeah. Caffrey, you're. Uh, I know you're, it's you're more of a Star Wars guy than Indiana Jones guy. But uh, are you are you interested in, in at least talking about any of these entries coming up? Maybe Temple. I, I feel like Temple could be in your wheelhouse, right? Or oh, if one? you guys, well, I mean, hey, you know, look, I don't want to rain it. Anyone's prayed. If you're uh, if you're if you're looking for someone to come on an episode, I'm happy to shoot the shit. I, it's not that I don't like Indiana Jones. I just I don't know. I guess I saw it at the right age. I saw it at like eight or nine. You know what it is? I've been thinking about this lately, actually, about like the movies like I really love from when I'm a kid, and they all if they're not full on horror, I feel like they all have some kind of monstrous element to them. You know, um, like I, when oh, I think the about Nazis it, really, aren't monstrous enough for you. <laughs> yeah, Dan, what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, even 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 a movie like Die Hard, like I like Die Hard, but I never got obsessed with it as a kid. I think because it was just straight action. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I love the. Ter- I'm obsessed with the Terminator movies, but they have they have darkness. In them. They have like a dark- yeah, but well, the fantasy. Ghosts, but I mean, fantasy and... movies, so I mean, that's not really either. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I, I hear it's, you, it's I just hear weird you. for whatever reason they just never. I mean, I've always I like them. I don't. Why well, I haven't seen Crystal Skull, so I don't know about. You'd probably um, really like it. Actually, it's got some. It's got al- I know there's like aliens. It's, it's more form uh, a skeleton or something, right? The aliens. Form I don't a big remember. I gotta watch it again. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. So like, I I like the movie. But I don't know. I I wonder that a lot. Why I didn't get obsessed with them in the way I do because I love all those other movies from all those other guys around that era. You know what I mean? So I think if you don't grow up with something or, I mean, I, I know you grew up with it, but if you don't like, if you don't connect to it right away and then watch it all the time, like we did, then, you know, it's just not going to be the same. And I think it has to do with my dad too, because he's the one who introduced me to pretty much every movie I got obsessed with. Uh, and I, I think, and I think my dad likes those movies, but he, we weren't, we didn't have them on VHS. We weren't playing them all the time in the house or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll see when style destiny come out again, the, the summer, obviously, but late, uh, January, uh, late June. So. I'll probably, I mean, I'll see it just cause I'll, I'll want to be in part of the conversation. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious about, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a good read on how, I think people were so burned by Crystal Skull, right? They don't want to get too excited by it, is exactly. what it seems like. But yeah. well, I think Dan will be fun though. Even if you, you probably won't be on the episodes because we're only doing like four or five. But yeah. you and I will be on all the Chucky episodes for sure. So yeah, yeah man, I'll bring up. Um, yeah, like you said, we, we said before that. I wonder if this season of Chucky will get like an Indiana Jones <laughs> oh, swing, man. like a, oh, an homage. God. It probably Please. will. He's like, yeah. What's a famous? What's a famous Indiana Jones quote? 
It's like it's not the miles, uh, you know, or it's not the uh, fucking miles. Or it's not the years, <laughs> exactly. the miles, no, it's like or whatever. The fucking miles. <laughs> big year. This might be big our biggest year, year yeah. that we've done to date. I'm really excited for it. I think last year or the last two years, to be honest with you, have been preparation for it, especially going into Scream with us going into tangents and to different uh, historical analysis that tie into franchises and. Last year with us kind of pivoting in between different franchises, whether it is Evil Dead, Scream, or, uh, you know, Halloween, it's kind of fun. And I like that we're going to be able to pinball again this this year. Justin, what can our friends till the end expect this month? This is the first episode of the year. So what can they expect for the rest of the month here? Well, Mike, it's the first episode of the year, first month of the year, and sadly, the only month this year, I believe, that has a Friday 13th. Yeah. But we're going to celebrate it because we're going to be recording a commentary for Friday 13th, Part 3, a.k.a. Friday 13th 3D. Uh, we'll be recording that, so that'll come out in January. And, Mike, I think we're also re- releasing from the Patreon. Yeah. Is our Friday 13th episode commentary? The OG. Yeah, the first mm-hmm. one. Mm. And what else are we doing this month? We're going to be doing... I won't be on the episode, but I'm looking forward to listening to the Invasion of the Body Snatchers 70, 78, right? That yeah, first, Kaufman's. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Kaufman's. So, well, and of course, you, I, I, oh my God. You buried I'll the explain. big, yeah, the main event. I'll so. be covering, so can't wait. Yeah, it's a bit, it's like this, I mean, honestly, this month is pretty a good example of the rest of the year. It's pretty eclectic. I mean, Jason, you got uh, Pod People. I guess yeah, I get Jason because we do it in the three D, and then we're and we're pod people, and 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 we are pod people. So it all it all works out. And we're also getting that's very true. Yeah, Steve Christie and uh, his uh, his wonderful mustache and um, the real villain of the first one, as we argued in that that episode twenty years ago. I I call him a king, a true king. But he is a king. He is a king. (laughs) Um, Is it Adrian King? Isn't her name also? That's right. How about that? That's correct. We got Chucky, we got Ghostface, we got Evil Dead, we got Indy. Lots of adventures to come, but for now, this is the end, friend. This is the end of our show, for now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more.